So today, mm-hmm. we've got a doctor mm. in the house. A real doctor. A real doctor. I've met this man on a train. Yeah, random story. We got on very well. Mr. Dr. Tijon Esho. That is correct. What would you like us to address you, doctor? Um, and most people call me TJ, to be yeah, honest. TJ. So, that works. Know. TJ's cool. Doc. Like, right, yeah. From uh, Recess. From where? You know the cartoon Recess? <laughs> no. <laughs> TJ, like the, the this cool This just took that, a weird that, turn that, that just went through me. I, 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 okay. I don't know. I thought you might say TJ Hooker or TJ Hughes or, yep. you know. There was TJ, there was a TJ back on one of those uh, <laughs> yeah. shows back in the day. But I don't know if TJ it was Hooker? Good. Yeah. It was TJ Hooker? Yeah. Like the cool police officer yes. thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I liked so him. Yeah. yeah. Very we strong. Know, yeah. Should be yeah, used yeah. to that by now with yeah. sitting next to me. Yeah, I know, but normally I hit you and my hand sort of goes in a little bit. No, then, that's, yeah. it's, that's meat and gravy, mate. Sure. Get used to it. So we met on a train yeah. from Newcastle yes. to London because you have a clinic up in Newcastle and one in London. Yeah, I do. I kind of spend most of my time on that train going mm. up and down. That's because a fucking I'm, nightmare, isn't I it, know, mate? completely. Yeah. Especially. There's only so many virgin BL tea sandwiches you can cram down your mouth before you're like what's your limit anything Five, else not literally every time i get on now i'm like nah i'm all right like I, yeah. i've had enough to this point excuse um, me mr geordie mr geordie would you like your normal sandwich no no thank you no. Yeah. well you can tell the difference between the people who travel regularly on the train and the people who have it as a novelty yeah you have a novelty go, oh, oh you know i, I don't yeah. know i'll have a you know sausage roll yeah yeah you get the, the, they so call true. it the you gourmet sausage yeah, roll yeah. i shit you not they've got a gourmet <laughs> sausage roll on the verge trains and you can always tell the people who don't travel regularly because yeah. it's like you may get a woman a couple of women there who's like maybe 50 year old yeah. it's 11 o'clock in the morning when i'm on the train the, the, the woman comes around, would you like anything? Oh, I'll have a gin and tonic, please. Yeah. I'm like, And a gourmet sausage roll, please. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> that's all. We're on the holidays now. Yeah, yeah. No, you're not. You're on the way to London. Yeah. London isn't a holiday <laughs> destination, in my opinion. No. Sorry. Well, it is, but it's just for not some for people, you. but for me, it's... You see it as it's work. work. Yeah, work. yeah. <sighs> yeah. And, and then mm. there are those people who get on the train and they go, brilliant, I'm going to go straight down to the carriage and get myself two teas and a Kit Kat. Yeah. Brilliant, straight in. Yeah. And you know. then they pick up all the... Mag- who sell, who the... For twenty magazines on a fucking train. <laughs> I don't understand why they have that stuff there. All right, you've got a mobile phone. What are you doing? Doesn't make. I think that's why on the inside of trains you can't get signal because they go. It's on purpose. Them. Get them. That's good. Bastards, we should be clear about what kind of clinic you run because okay. you know it could be an STD clinic. It could be you know just a normal. Definitely doctor, not an STD clinic. Sure. Uh, definitely not just a general practice clinic. Um, my clinic is what we call a cosmetic clinic. Okay. Uh, more plastic surgery clinic. Um, I have two. Uh, one in Number Ten Harley Street and the other in the heart of Jesmond in Newcastle, right. which um, is like a posh part of yeah, Newcastle. That, just, that's, that's just to clarify. It's the Harley Street. It, it, it is, is basically, the Harley Street it's the poshest place okay. completely. Yeah. Um, and in there, we do everything from injectables um, to laser um, to surgical procedures. Wow. Um, and we have a big mix. And um, Why we got talking yeah. was be- basically because you work in TV as yeah. well as that. You are yeah. an A4's body fixer. Yes, yeah, I am. Um, and this morning. And yeah. you've done a few. You've been, done, done a, a few, yeah. I've been with yeah, Phil about. and Holly, or it uh, wasn't. It was with Gok Wong and another Gok lady, Gok Wang. Okay, Wang. I thought it was Wong. Yeah, you know, I met him. I'm sure he told me. It yeah. Was Wong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you him? Did you, <laughs> you <laughs> met him? Yeah. No, well, fuck yourself. Yeah, then. yeah. I'm saying Wong. <laughs> I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, he was hosting it. Uh, yeah, I think oh, he was, was sitting in. Yeah, okay, so it was right. a segment. I think actually that one was on selfie surgery. Yeah. I think the topic was talking about how um, they felt that the rise of selfies and Instagram had sure. an effect on people having surgery. And they wanted to know my views. And, and, and they had a girl on it. 
I do think Instagram and social media platforms have given a bigger platform for people to understand what can be done. Yeah. You know, back in the day, you would have to look on the TV, you know, and there wouldn't many ads about that because it was something people didn't really speak about. If any. No, yeah, you, know, you, you didn't. Um, it, it's funny. It kind of transits through different things. So back in the beginning, surgery was the thing of the wealthy. So then people did want you to know. So, you know, it was like I spent x thousand pounds on this it was a sign of wealth mm. then it became the kind of quintessential european we can't speak about it no one does you mm. know it is and then it went full turn into again almost a status thing but more on a visual aspect so in platforms where now we take a picture you know of the drink or the food we're having done people will take a picture of the procedure they've had done yeah, and put it on the a platform you yeah. said girls while in middle of a procedure getting yeah. their lips done yeah will be doing snapchatting yeah. it's like that that yeah. actually happens yeah no completely like many times if i'm doing a procedure i don't know if it's whether because i'm doing the stuff on tv or um whether it's just me in clinic but a lot of the times i find i'm almost back in the studio so yeah. the person in front will be filming her friend will be snapchatting it saying you know i'm watching my friend get this done so it's almost a visual a big one big 360 visual for yeah. everyone to see what's happening do you sort um, of therefore position yourself for the good side of your face or? um all the sides are good size yeah no i've noticed um, this you know, yeah yeah you know, i try you yeah know, um on there but um no it is and i think you have you have to be responsible uh, mm -hmm. thing with it it is a good tool and it allows people to see your brand allows people to see what happened but then at the same time you have to be responsible. You know, when you're treating a patient, there has to be confidentiality rules. So there's no visual unless the patient yeah. allows that. And at the same time, I think there's posting for just posting sake and there's posting for purpose. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of the images you do and you do show, yes, you can show your work, but they should be educational because one of the big things out now, and especially with the show I'm doing is we're fixing a lot of the bad things that are happening um, around the UK. Like, all right, so, so on, on body fixers, yeah, because uh, I've seen tattoo fixers yeah. before as well. Like, their whole shtick is uh, we're going to redo bad tattoos. Are you sort of redoing bad surgeries at times? Yeah, so a lot of the times it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a mixed bag for me. So, with body fixers, um, I get people who generally are coming for a different look um, or have had an accident in the past and are, are wanting to be fixed in yeah. that way. But then a lot of the time it is that they've had poor, you know, cosmetic like botched, work. Botched, jobs and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, so series one, you know, we had a guy that had lip fillers go wrong, that had pus coming out of his lips, so we had Christ to take him to fear to cut that open and drain it out. Um, and then, yeah. I, I bet know. that wasn't pleasant. Uh, uh, you know, to me... I'm numb to it all, so you're, I see it and I'm fine. Anymore. No, no, I, I don't really get affected by things like that. Although what is quite funny, I can't watch horror films. Really? So tomorrow I could cut you open, look inside, and to me it will look like Play-Doh. That's quite funny. But I, couldn't, I could not look at a you know um, horror film and see so you, blood you, coming out. What about uh, sort of, what's that, what's that one where they go to Eastern Europe and then he gets cut up? And, uh, oh, yeah. Hostel. 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 Yeah, I couldn't watch Hostel. That's yeah. fucking horrible. There is no way. That's I, irresponsible. I, I, so I, yeah, I, couldn't even, I couldn't even watch that in a day. Very like, irresponsible. Yeah. Yeah. Very different reasons. Yeah. 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 You're never sure. Selling kidneys on the black market. Yeah, yeah. And all sorts of shit. Yeah. Yeah. That film's disgusting. That gave that gave cosmetic surgery so a bad name. Are you are you are you at a point now where you say if like if I'm looking on Instagram, mm. I'm just looking at like awesome tits and pretty faces yeah. and whatever. Sure. But are you able to almost pinpoint what someone's had done when you see a girl posting a picture? Like pretty can, much. Can so. you say things like, Oh yeah, I bet. Yeah, pretty much. So I think 
you develop an eye. Mm-hmm. Um, that eye helps you in two ways. It helps you do the work you do, but then also helps you spot and analyze. Like mm-hmm. I'm constantly analyzing, mm-hmm. like consciously or subconsciously, and I think that's just part of the job. How, um, how conscious of you are, that, uh, of, are you of that as a doctor? Because obviously you sort mm-hmm. of have. I don't. Uh, I mean, I don't really know how it mm. applies because cosmetic surgery is a much more subjective idea. It's mm. not like you're curing someone mm. of something, but you are. Maybe you are sort of helping solve a problem for them. Mm. But it's not like it's like okay, your kidneys don't work. Let's mm. replace those. Mm. It's like you know, your nose doesn't look the way you want it to. Yeah, that's that, a little bit different, isn't I, it? Yeah, I think that's quite good. And you know, there are big misconceptions with that. So when we look at cosmetic surgery or, or cosmetics, actually there are parts where you are curing yeah. people. Um, so there's almost when people look at cosmetic dermatology, you know, so there's the conditions, acne, you know, scarring, mm. burns. And do you, this, do you, yeah, can you f- yeah. fix that? Yeah, you can fix that. And that comes into that era. Mm. Um, so a lot of the misconception is purely on the visual basis, but other bits do come into that. So for example, women who've got like, uh, really, really big boobs, and it's given them sure. back pain. Yeah. You can give them a, a breast yeah. reduction. Yeah, breast reduction for that purpose. Yeah. yeah, so there are big um, pats that, or someone who's lost a lot of weight significantly, yeah. and then therefore has a lot of loose gained skin. weight. No, you, yeah. you, lost, you lost three stone on that trip, <laughs> mate. Yeah, that's nothing to me, mate. I'm, I'm fluctuating <laughs> every day, mate. Yeah. I'd probably put a stone of that back on by sure. now. Uh, more than I don't, stone. All right. Yeah. No, in muscle essentially, but the, 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 hell. essentially, yeah. but the, uh, the that that is interesting though because mm. people are sort of saying to you oh Bri- you know brian looks good doesn't mm. he or you looked quite your face looked different and people mm. oh he looks like he's in good shape mm. it's unusual do you know what i mean there's yeah. sort of this constant commentary on people and that's it because we are i always say analytical society we are um that's why these social platforms are growing massively because that's you, what we constantly you've do. caught on to that uh, yeah. massively so like once obviously i met you mm. i then followed you on twitter and mm. i noticed like I was like, this is a brand. This isn't mm. like a, a doctor's surgery. It's it's because you've mm. built it into a lot more than that. So you had this cool video of like an experience mm. of getting a treatment done mm. by you. I think it was someone getting their lips done. Yeah. But like you're going through the surgery, the music's playing. Yeah. And like, like I'm watching it like. Uh, it was a bit of, what was it, Weekend, Starboy okay. was yeah. the background tune. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, cool yeah. as fuck. Yeah. Like I'm watching it and I can see why this would make someone want to have mm. this done. It seems like something like, not like surgery, but more like uh, you go for like I don't know a sunbed, and yeah. like women go for sunbeds, sunbed. then they go and get a nice dress, and then they go out. Like it's a whole idea. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. Uh, is it, I think now even when you have brands or you have treatments, people aren't just purchasing the treatment; they're purchasing the lifestyle for that. You yeah. know, when you buy into a brand or you go to somewhere, you you almost take a piece of that lifestyle, that experience, and I think um, that's important in building and doing what you do because you. You know, everybody's seeking more yeah. out of their treatment. It, it reminded me of tattoo artists, like because yeah. like a tattoo artist, they build their name, and like if someone sees a good tattoo, you're like, oh, it was done by such and yeah. such. And for girls now, if they, I don't know if they have like nice slips or whatever, yeah. the, the other girls go, oh, where'd you get them done? It's mm. Doctor Esho, yeah. and that becomes You've like that. your rep. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard it, but yeah, you hear it every day. Mm. But like that becomes like your reputation. Is you're building yeah. that on social media? It's, work, isn't it? it's the same as sort of like a director showreel. Yeah. These people are walking around with that showreel on their face. Mm. Yeah, I think you know the people that have that. That's why it's important for it to look good. They're your brand. Mm. You know, they speak for you. You know, people see them. Yeah. They they see that looks great. They want it, and it then becomes perpetual. So it keeps going. Do you, I mean how long have you been in the business? Now? Um, so I've been in aesthetics injury for about ten years now, okay. but my own brand itself's been the last three years. So because that's quite interesting, isn't it? Because um, you were talking about the trends of mm. um, surgery. Mm. 
at one point there was like the almost Pamela Anderson type mm. thing, and I remember that being like quite. Mm. I don't know. I was a kid, that, so I was no, that was of, the look that people wanted. I was wanted vaguely conscious of skinny that. with tits, yeah. skinny with with really big but sort of comical almost mm. boobs, almost like that kind of mm. cartoon cartoonish mm. look, and that was quite trendy as far mm. as I can remember. Yeah, um, and. But now I'd imagine then Jennifer close- Lopez came along. Yes, thank you, J Lo. <laughs> Shout out to J Lo. Come see me, J Lo. <laughs> the opposite of that now. Well, not the opposite, but like Kim Kardashian is a tre- mm. the trend at the moment. I'd imagine mm. that sort of that she's gone cartoony in a way herself. Yeah. Really, but, her yeah. shapes almost become cartoonish That's as well. What I, find, I find Kim Kardashian really interesting because, um, to some extent, like. I don't know. I don't know how a relationship with Kanye West is, and I don't know what you guys know about that. Mm. But I remember Kanye said one thing they really bonded over was their both of them have been through surgeries mm. on their faces to mm. fix different things. So Kanye obviously had had it after the accident. He had a jaw. Yeah. yeah, and he said that those those guys bonded over the idea that they could slightly change their image or mm. sort of you know change his look mm. depending on all those. Well, he's all about changing that guy, and he like mm. he's gone through a. Quite a, a transition, personality-wise and mentally and everything, hasn't he? Yeah. But From but day one. But that's pretty fascinating, isn't it? Mm. I mean, like, is Kim Kardashian the person that a lot of people reference now? Yeah. Um, you know, I was just sitting down um, before I came here with a lady called Alex Box, who's quite big in the beauty industry, and we were just discussing how beauty has changed. Mm. You know, we're saying now this kind of from before where everything was a bit less is more, um, you know, slim slender um now everything has become you know i think we saw in the telegraph now the average lady size that people said was desirable was 11 stone it was mm. a bigger lady a more fuller wow. more curvy that's lady. quite heavy yeah um, well, depending on height yeah yeah depending um, on height, height i mean but it was a more fun, curvy yeah. you know um um attractive lady and then visually you know, um, Alex was saying, you know, a lot of people now it's the heavier brows, the HD mm. brows, and almost that Kim K look. What, what, what's know? that like? A, so, do you mean so, a heavier eyebrow? Or no, a heavier brow, no, brow, in terms like of density in colour. So, okay. yeah, so there's a particular shape for the, the HD brow, okay. um, where it's cut and trimmed and tinted in a particular way. Okay. So it's a much darker, thicker looking brow. Yeah. Um, Got them naturally, so. Exactly. I, I, I was genuinely. The natural HD brow. <laughs> I, was, I, was telling my, I was telling my girlfriend the other day, I was in yeah. a coffee shop. And mm. these two goths walked in. Now I have nothing against goths. Mm. I didn't know they still existed, to be honest. No, they do. I haven't heard that word for about ten years. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> they're extinct. Yeah, since since offspring I they died, died, out, died as a out. Yeah, exactly. After Marilyn uh, hung up the microphone. Yeah, yeah. well, Manson, those sort of things. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Monroe. Um, <laughs> she was a great goth. And, but the thing is, with uh, she had she the girl had a constantly surprised eyebrow, mm. like constantly up, like the eyebrow was drawn up. Mm. And I looked at her and was like. Whatever she does, she's constantly going, right? Huh? <laughs> uh? mm. Well, some people like that look as well, which is strange. But it's always and, playful. But yeah. you'd be like, oh, the, the dog died. And she's like, that's really sad. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You, some do people you, do things that a regular person, like I'm just an average bloke, mm-hmm. you know, and I, you uh-huh. sometimes you see... Uh, for example, women who have is it Botox in the yeah, head, yeah. and uh, the almost, um, especially the women who are getting a little bit older in the entertainment industry, mm. they don't want to look like they've got wrinkles. So yeah. sometimes they can go to a degree where no expression is even possible. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, I think Andy Murray's mom had it done, but to be fair, she wasn't that much of an expressionist beforehand. No. So I don't think anyone's picked up on it. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. I think yeah. she's got natural Botox in so, that sense. Sorry if you did that. I wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, um, some women can go too far. Are you 
always wary of that happening yeah. because you don't want people to have a bad yeah, experience. I mean, that's the thing yeah. is they're walking around with your face. It's that's like, it. Not, not your face, but like your face. Your work. Yeah, it would be work. fascinating if you fit in your face. It was my face. It would be quite frightening. <laughs> <laughs> Many females walking around <laughs> looking like well, me. 18 year old white girl coming <laughs> no. in being like, I want this. Well, women, women have, you said that on the train to me that yeah. women have come to you with a Snapchat filter or yeah. an Instagram filter and said, with their face yeah. on going, I want to look like that all the time. And you're like, that's a filter. I, I don't. But then, yeah. what would the Snapchat filter then do to their face after that? After the dog, after the dog face is on it, double it, filter. Yeah, double yeah. filter. Yeah. And then they come back and they go, "I want this." And yeah. then you're like, "There's only so far we can take but this." People have some silly requests for you, don't they? Basically, yeah. Um, they come in. I think sometimes, and you know, going back to what you said about people saying, "I want this," mm-hmm. a lot of people point at my lips and say. I want my lips to be like yours. How did you get those? Um, I was Nigerian. Yeah. That kind of just <laughs> happened. If you like, could go back you know, and uh, get my dad when pregnant your mother, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> well, no, no. <laughs> my dad loves my mum. Yeah. He would never do that. Um, but for, but medi- for medical purposes, yeah. Officially. We're yeah. going to stud my dad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so weird. Oh. You watch next week on ITV this morning. It's going to be, is it okay to stud your parents? <laughs> But no, but seriously, I think what people need to realise is, yes, they may see an attribute on someone and say, that looks good. But if you were to take that and put it on you, it wouldn't. And I think then then the conversation becomes on what actually would look good on you. So, okay, you're saying you like my lips. That means you like a fuller lip. Let's see what the ratios and the dynamics in your face and what we can achieve realistic Mm. for, for you. You know, what's unrealistic is... It's the Snapchat filter, yeah. you know, that's not a real beauty. And, you know, a lot of people now on it, they're trying to create this look that I say it's the look for the gram. Mm. So they just want to look good on the Instagram, but not in real life. Mm. You know, you would see them in real life and they don't look okay. But then you see them on an Instagram page and it's a different girl. Yeah, And that's worrying. So it really should be kind of focusing on, yes, if there's a particular area you want to treat, mm. less is more. Not trying to change you, but probably getting the best from you. Um, and that's what I try and do. What, what is the most common thing you get asked to do? Lips. Yeah? Yeah, like constantly. Yeah. How constantly. many How many a day is normal for you? 20. 20? How long does it take? Uh, for me, about 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Is, it, is it a painful thing? Um, You're essentially having a needle put into your lips? Yeah, but I tend to treat my patients with a dental block. So that's like, you know, when you have a filling or a tooth remover at a dentist and you know you can't feel... I've seen on your, um, on your Twitter account, you did like a before and after. So like half the lips weren't done yet yeah. and half were. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> And it was pretty amazing the difference mm. that one just little could make. Like it's mm. unbelievable. What's the process like before uh, surgery or any mm. of these cosmetic things? Because mm. uh, I'm guessing you're not on the NHS. No, not no. anymore. No. Um, and so, is there a sort of um, like obviously there's doctors have the Hippocratic oath yeah. and those sort of things. Yeah. Are you still sort of bound by that? In yes. A way? Uh, you know, the moment doctor becomes before you, even when you're not at work, when you're outside of work, you have to carry yourself in a certain way. Yeah. Um, because I, I, you know the title is a big title, and it, and then there's a responsibility that mm. comes after it. Um, but also in the private sector, you have to do that. You know, unfortunately, there's a small few that don't. And it gives the rest a bad name. Um, but for the majority that do, they're doing a good job and they're doing it well. So for me, the biggest part, and for those as well that do the same, the biggest part is the consultation. Mm-hmm. You know, when someone's in front of you, um, you are speaking about their wants, you know, their ideas, their concerns, their real expectations, and you come to a shared understanding. 
that should just be that part and never have the treatment on the same day. Yeah. I believe in that, that, you know, they should have a cool-off period and then go away yeah. um, to think about it because when you get in that room, it's easy to get excited, you know. You I bet you it is. Yeah, you go, there's a... Especially when they take the... Oh, let's have a look at them then. Yeah, huh? yeah. and then like... Well, they want them changed. <laughs> yeah. I bet, yeah, but it doesn't mean he's not admiring what's going on. I'm no, sure he is. No, you no, as a doctor, no. you as a doctor would be terrible. <laughs> I'll tell you what, You literally go, why are you changing them? Yeah. <laughs> Well, the thing. Mm. Well, this is the thing. Mm. You're a straight man, you're mm. like a red-blooded male, yeah. like like me. Yeah. Women are coming into your yeah. surgery and taking their clothes off yeah. and saying, "I'm not happy with this." Yeah. Do you ever say to them, oh, "No, they're fine. Leave them the way they are," or, or "That's fine." Or have you ever had to do that with a woman before? No, I, I, I do do that, but you know, it's a different mode. It's really weird, like you guys said, because like you know, I've got my guy mates, you know, and they say, "Oh, if I had your job, that's amazing." You know, you're seeing girls all the day. They're yeah. beautiful women. They're, you know, they come in and just show you that, but. It's weird when you're there. It's a totally different mode, and just, just, like I almost, just someone said said you know when I was doing general surgery, and it was like you know you would open the abdomen and see the thing. It was like Play-Doh. You switch into this mode where you just see it for the work. It's a bit. That's why you're in a clinical environment. Yeah, because it's yeah. not like you're in a bed with her, and she's yeah. sort of like, "Is this good?" That it's would like, be know. wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that really would be a weird consultation. He's not going to do that again. Yeah. Not <laughs> the last time. It would be a weird consultation. Just lay down on the bed and just yeah. let me. But but that's. Uh, I mean, I guess that's the problem, isn't it? Is mm. if someone comes into you and says, "I want huge breasts," mm. you, you kind of have to go along with that, don't you? Because if if they want that, I mean, you don't. Have, I'm mm. not saying you have to, but yeah. if someone says, "I want," I don't know what size. Of for example, a, a girl who's got a practically flat chest and she wants yeah. to go for a crazy size. What's yeah. a big size? What's a what's a what's um a, you know double G double G. That is, yeah, is, do many people big. go for double G? Um, no, but well, not under me. Okay. Um, but um, for a lot of people, yes, they do, and I think it draws your line to where your ethical margin is. Yeah. You know, mm. for you, you know, I many times will say and try and do what I feel is best for the person and hold it at that, mm-hmm. but for anyone who can hold it there, there's someone that will go there. Um, Do girls come in with a very yeah. determined, because I, I know women are can be, yeah. when they want something, yeah. they won't listen, like it's tunnel vision, yeah. like any person, not just yeah. women. To be fair, I, I know what you're about to say. <laughs> but do you ever have women come in and they're just like, almost telling you what's going to happen? Yeah. And you have to interrupt them. <laughs> are you having uh, a consultation with yeah. them? Yeah. yeah. At the beginning, degree. yes, mm. all the time. I would have a long consultation it's almost this kind of until I call this mutual shared understanding at the end we come to kind of mediation where we get what I feel is best they get what we feel best in the middle since now especially I would say with Instagram which has been a great platform it's almost allowed to tune my customers into my own voice so many of the people that come through the door see that work. So that's what they're after. Mm. They're after something that maybe looks for the but still looks natural. So they're not, you know, they don't look at my work and say, this guy's the guy that's going to give me, you know, double Fs or lips that are double the yeah. size of my face. You're not the cartoon yeah, guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not that guy. Uh, so they're not going to come to me. They come to me and they look and they say, right, this is the guy actually that is going to treat as an art form, hopefully, mm. and, and, and come in that way. So you almost, you almost um, teach your clientele base, you almost select it via mm. showing them your work. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, though, isn't it? Because actually what you're saying is a natural look also mm. changes based on your ethical uh, ethnic background. Yeah. So if you're white, the yeah. likelihood is you will have quite small lips. Yeah. Yeah. If you are black, the likelihood is you will have a different yeah. shape of body to a white girl. Yeah. Mm. So how do you balance that? Because that's, you know, there are... The different body yeah. proportions in every culture. Yeah, yeah. I think there's blurred lines between that now. Yeah. Because, you know, I think we were talking about that, you know, how you go in the gym now and every girl's squatting. 
Oh, you, know, yeah. really? you know, you yeah. know, oh, every girl squat. Every, every, every All girl women's doing a 60 day, <laughs> 60 day squat challenge or something like yeah. it is. You know, before you would go and it was every girl was on the treadmill running because mm. you know, everybody wanted to be slim. You yeah. want to be Now, you know, girls are there squatting because everybody wants that big, 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 big bum. Mm-hmm. Um, so good. there are different different shifts and I think it's gone across all ethnic backgrounds to the fact now you know you would walk across you know most streets in London and there would be you know Caucasian women with big asses Mm. you know that before you may have not seen anymore it's great. and he's very happy about it's it it's fantastic <laughs> I mean, how and he's happy about it <laughs> I mean how how, attra- I mean, how attractive is something uh, for, for me I wouldn't mm. find like Nicki Minaj has for some reason been getting a lot of heat in the media recently yeah. for having a fake ass because that yeah. other rapper did whatever she did and blood no one cares yeah. so but she's been getting a lot of heat for having a fake mm. ass but a few months ago people were like oh look at her she's so curvaceous yeah. she gives black girls I, confidence I, I think because she's gone through such a drastic thing though it, yeah. if you see the before and after pictures which I've seen I mean it's unbelievable the difference but what I often see on Instagram which is incredible is people post a picture of her face or they post a picture of her body and go wow she's so natural she's so beautiful Mm. and the same with people like Kendall Jenner Mm. or I mean Kylie and Kendall are almost Mm. the opposite ends of they can't have the same surgeon well you you say that but Kendall's recent photos are becoming much more curvaceous you know she's there's comments whether or not she's had her lips done because they're fuller um but and if you look at the difference in the face i mean that's yeah. the problem isn't it with sort of like mm. going from 18 to whatever yeah you're going to change and they keep changing more feminine yeah yeah, yeah. they keep but changing how do you can you so can you see that in someone if they walked in like would you see would you sort of say well, you need to let your face grow do you know um I, mean? I i tend to i think that's where it comes into lines of where you say how old you're going to treat someone mm. you know do you have lot, an age level? yeah and um, a lot of people like you know the legal age is 18, mm. but a lot of people have an ethical viewpoint that the face still keeps developing up until the age of 21, 22. Yeah. So for a lot of these things, we wait till after that period to mm. even consider it. Because just as you said, you know, there's many times I've had that conversation. I said, you still got, to, your body's going to change, mm. you know, and to invest this time and money, it doesn't really make sense now. Because what know, if it does um, change and you get, maybe get what you want? Yeah. It's very unlikely <laughs> you're going to get big you lips. You keep no. touching your lip. <laughs> it's like, he really wants his lips though. <laughs> well, I, he I, needs I, them, bloody hell. I mean, I'm very conscious my bottom lip is... You want that Professor Clump look where it just <laughs> pops out of nowhere. Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, Sherman. Sorry, I'm off. I've gone. Um, that happens to me if I eat seafood, you know. What's that? Oh, really? um, oh, like yeah. Sort of, I, yeah, in, in, in the hitch. hitch. Yeah. yeah. If I eat seafood, I become one big lip. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I need to start rubbing seafood on girls' asses and say if that just. <laughs> Just, yeah. I don't think that's the way. I it don't. No, it doesn't, yeah. does it? Yeah, and it's also really unsexy if you can smell fish yeah. while you're doing it. I mean, sometimes it's already fishy before you do <laughs> that. Oh shit! Um, that's that, a different doctor. <laughs> but that's interesting. Oh, sorry, I, 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 you know we've got a doctor here. I'm supposed to be, be semi. Yeah, please, sorry about he's that. He's got dumb. a PhD, mm. and he's a qualified man. <laughs> the point is that you there is also uh, you're talking about um, all these trends and those mm. sort of things. The the strange thing for you must be that feeling of. Um, well, people are, how can I put this? You must be compromised in a sense because there are people out there, the, the more people who want to get surgeries done, the better mm. for you. So it's good if it's trendy mm. in a way. But at the same time, uh, you don't want to, you almost don't want to take that too far. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I understand what you mean. It's that kind of balance between business and being ethical. Yeah. It's, it's supply and demand. It is. You know? um, so, and I think the way I kind of do it is, 
Your work speaks for yourself, so your work is what will get you business. Mm -hmm. You do not need to go overly aboard or charge aboard or just do additional procedures for the sake of income. That will be short term. You know, it's damaging to people. And at the same time, short, long term, your brand won't survive mm. because it's not good work. Um, but in the long run, you know, you do what's ethical, you do what's less is more, you do what is um, even this artistic. The work is always going to get you and it won't mm. be a problem. Um, so, so that's the best way to do so it. So like, you know, this big ass craze thing, and yeah. I'm definitely a fan of that. Yeah. Uh, like, is it Chloe Kardashian? Yeah. She's like... Yeah. I like her shape. Like yeah. I've, you can yeah. replicate that. Yeah. Um, do many lasses come in wanting their arse done yeah. and that? Yeah. What What would go into um, the way the Kardashians' asses are all just blown out of proportion yeah. now? Like, how does that happen? What do they do? Well, I would say allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Or women who correct. look like the Kardashians. Yeah, allegedly um, go, go, would have something called fat transfer. So mm. this is taking kind of body sculpt into a different level. So where now, you know, you can remove fat. Before you would remove fat, you'd bin it, you know, and that's what it was. You wanted to so fight like, From the belly. Like, the like in Fight Club. And that's it, yeah. But um, now... People remove that fat and say, no, no, I want it in my bum. Freeze or that. I want it in my breasts. Yeah. You know, they want that put somewhere to augment that area. Um, so that's essentially, allegedly, how the Kardashians So have they're it. not implants like no, most would expect. No. That's why she did the X, you know, Kim did the X-ray. X-ray. Oh, yeah. And, and, I, and I looked at that as a doctor and, I, and everybody was like, wow, but she's had an X-ray. I was like, you can't X-ray fat. It yeah. would just look normal. You yeah. know, that's not going to think. That's not going to, yeah, come on now, yeah. you know. So, um, Cause, really. Because it was um, Kanye West's ex-girlfriend, I think she's called Amber Rose. Amber Rose, yeah. There was a picture of her recently yeah. and like, I mean, I like the way she looks as well, yeah. but like there was a picture of her ass and it, it looked like there was like injection sites yeah. in her ass. And I'm well, like, what was it? was cellulite. It was cellulite. And I think for the first time, you know, what happens again, this is doing it for the gram, although, as I say, you know, all the pictures, you know, you've got the, you know, the filter, everything over, it's smooth, it's just gloss finish. Mm. When that's not real, you know, if someone has a bum that big, you're going to have cellulite. Yeah. You know, it, it's just going to happen. And mm. so it's that almost realistic image of beauty. And I think, you know, so I know the images you were speaking about, people mm. saw that and were like, oh, you know, this is her, you know, mm. these images are fake and it's finding that balance. It's, it's also weird though, because that's also conforming to maybe not only a female idea of what beauty is, but also a man's Man, idea. Yeah. And so if a guy maybe says, you know, if, do you ever have women come in and be like, my boyfriend wants me to have bigger... Yeah, I, I have it. Not a lot of the time, guys and com- girls coming together. So yeah, yeah so um, you know, not long ago, I think it was last week's clinic, I had a guy coming his girlfriend, and he wanted her to have. Well, she wanted lips like him because he had bigger lips, right? And so he was like saying, "Yeah, um, I, I really like it to be this way." So they were commenting on how they would like to see the other look, you know, and and, and that was okay. And they were comfortable with that. Um, they, yeah, they were comfortable with I mean, that. You comfort- you know? I mean, that's the problem um, is you can't really say you can't really criticize people. Yeah. You have to remain objective. Do you? I, yeah, I remain objective, but I think it's You're still always, a human being. At um, the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think it's really important for people to be open about it. So I know just before we came on, we were talking about the fact that um, one of my patients said she had fallen out with her boyfriend because he had found out he was coming to see me now she had been with him for three years he she had been seeing me long ago before so she actually met him with work i had done on her face he had fallen in love with that yet he was telling her oh i just don't think you need it you know i love you for who you are she was like well you loved me when this was all there so what is the problem now it's only that you know about it i mean i guess 
that's the thing about the honesty of it. And, mm. and I guess I had this conversation with my girlfriend before we came down here. I said, it would be really weird if I wanted to have, you know, like we want to have kids mm. and then this child comes out and it doesn't develop in the way that she looks. So mm. it has a completely different nose mm. or it has features which look nothing like mm. hers. Mm. Maybe if she hadn't have been, I mean, you fall in love with a person for who mm. they are yeah. and that surgery is kind of part of them or it's part of their yeah. story. But if it came out with something that doesn't look like, you know, the mother of my child, then isn't there's a bit of a disconnect. Yeah, I think that's correct. And that's probably where it comes to where you're having surgery to be extreme, to change you as a person, not really highlight or improve or, you know, um, just look at tiny tweaks, you know, this less is more. That's where it should be. So I think in that aspect, the child is always going to look the same. But if yeah. you're going to go the extreme route, what you said, that's, that's very different. And I can imagine that, yeah, that would be quite... Disturbing. But I mean, uh, Kim Kardashian's kid is not going to look the way that Kim Kardashian looks yeah. now. Yeah. Or even, I mean, she's going to look the way that Kim Kardashian looked when she was, yeah, she was a kid. Yeah, so I think, you know, if you go back to the photos of children, one distinctive thing that's changed about Muslims is their noses. Mm. So um, culturally, you know, from the background, I think it's Iranian there. It you is. Know, um, the nose is very distinctive of that. Yeah. But if you go back culturally and you look actually in Iran and countries like this, rhinoplasty is huge, you know, Families have it. It's almost as a coming of age treatment. You know, you, you become 18, you have rhinoplasty. Mm. So almost families go via that change. Do you, you know, see look like, at pictures of the kids is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Look at pictures of the kids. Yeah. That's what most that's what gonna, yeah, gonna, yeah. Do you yeah. see like people from certain ethnicities opt for surgeries like similarly? Yeah. Like depending on where they're from or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, ethnic background or environment has a massive mm influence on you know what treatments you get not just what you wear mm -hmm. um so now you know um particularly you know uk um i would say everyone now wants a fuller lip mm -hmm. you know you go then across to france and everybody wants a smaller lip mm -hmm. you know um there's just different changes depending on where you are um and you know it's remarkable how it just keeps you know, one thing that actually surprised me about you when you said what you did i yeah. just don't i didn't picture you as a doctor yeah. and when you told me about your upbringing mm. and where you'd come from yeah. i thought it was really interesting like yeah. to say because you you're pretty working class background yeah, like you're yeah. dressed in a dapper suit now yeah, looking yeah, pretty good but yeah. dapper not that word <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like you where, where are you from uh, tottenham yeah. yeah north london edmonton do not say that uh -huh. dirty word in front of me <laughs> wait who uh, arsenal okay, the best enough. team in the world <clears throat> sure yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. your your surgery is very current yeah. <laughs> your, your football views are about 10 15 years ago yeah, you're yeah. you're from a nigerian parents yeah so nigerian parents yeah. you know they came over here in their early 20s um my dad you know um was an accountant there but had to redo his exams and was training here because you know even though he was a very intelligent man it wasn't valid in this country so what they had to do was work in a Thailand factory um, to get money you know to put my dad again for university and then support my mum for me you know my mum was a teacher but gave that up to then work in a Thai factory to fund my dad's um, career so they make sacrifices for both me and my sister um, to be able to you know help us have a better life so yeah I do understand um, the values of like hard work and one of the biggest things is that people when you see me like you say they don't think they have a traditional view of what a doctor should be mm. doctors should be very proper and, yeah and but when you're like way. 
when you're just chilling with me on the train, yeah. you're like, you're a bit of a lads lad, yeah. aren't you? You're like, well, you I could, am. Yeah. yeah, always, always. And I think, you know, you can be intelligent and be good at what you do, mm. but don't have to pretend to be someone else. Mm. You can still be who you are, you know, yeah. your, your environment. You know, I still now, yes, the job has been good to me, but you will still catch me in a chicken with the boys chilling, <laughs> having food, you know, while at the same time... Chicken connoisseur. Yeah, yeah, exactly, chicken <laughs> connoisseur. Um, big up. Um, and then, or you might see me now because of the different circles of being in, you know, being Hackensand, you know, having a nice meal. I can go to those different environments, but I will always still tr- be true to myself. You, you said that you were a bit of a... Like a naughty kid and that, weren't you? Like you oh. said that your ma- well, your dad especially had to yeah, keep an eye on you. Yeah, like Nigerian. <laughs> if anyone that's Nigerian is listening to this, will understand. Like it well, we, is serious. Had, we had KSI on. Who's oh, so uh, he says he's got yeah parents yeah. who were very uh, physical. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is one word to put in yeah. there. That's yeah, physical. Yeah, like it's a school of it's hard a school knocks. of torture. <laughs> no, really? hard knocks, knocks and torture. Yeah. <laughs> like what I found was it was funny that I think they're very they've got ingenuity like they will find different ways to punish you that hurt in different ways see he's nodding he knows so like I remember once like one of the biggest things that I used to hate was one my dad used to do is like he would go, I'll get a bad school report. Not because I wasn't good at school. I was good, but the problem was I was creative and I was just bored. So I would then start Yeah, we had a lot of that on the yeah. show. And so then I would get, you know, he's got so much potential, but he's just disturbing the class. So I'll get home. He'll never be a surgeon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, I got that as well. Um, and then, you know, then my dad would be like, right, go to the garden and pick a stick. And I'd be like, oh, God. Yeah, I'll can get a little. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pick a stick. Yeah. And the thing was, you got caught in <laughs> oh, between. Oh, a game. Exactly. <laughs> Pick a stick that I'm going to get beaten with. Yeah. And the worst thing is you never win because if you picked a small stick. Yeah then he will go out and pick the biggest stick. Oh. You picked a big stick. You knew you picked the, your own punishment. You picked that for yourself. You know, so, poison. Yeah, so I... He uh, wouldn't go out and picking the small stick. No, though, no, 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 no. What a fucking yeah, hypocrite. That is. I hate never, parents like that. They, <laughs> never. They'll do it one, baby, not the other. Never, yeah. never. And then, yeah, some days then you'll get the balancing one. Yeah. So have you heard... Of, did KSI tell you about the balancing? No, no, no. So, right. Yeah, he knows. There you go. Um, so where you would be asked to stand against a wall mm-hmm. and you would go on one leg mm-hmm. with your hands up in the air and you had to stay like that. Now, you would think that's easy. No, no, first, not for me. First, Especially not now. Yeah, not for you now. No, <laughs> First 10 minutes, you're in there. Once you're into that hour, Ten, you are in pain. Hour? Yeah. And if you break it and you drop it, then you got you got a little knock. You you you'd be very good at yoga. It. Did you grow up with uh. Nigerian parents or in Guantanamo Bay? <laughs> I, like, I, sometimes I questioned it. Yeah. Like, I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes they, did they, they worry. Sometimes, mate, you just squat down, put a bag on your head. <laughs> Who sent you? Who sent you? Who sent you? What did your auntie? Who sent you? Who sent you? George Bush reincarnated. You said, I think you ran away at one point, yeah? There is, yeah. Yeah, I think I can't blame you to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I did. I, did you get punished for uh, that? I did actually. Yeah, I got beats when I returned. You know, and I. You, you said you were like out. You said told us a story about how you were out at night and you were like, I just stay a little longer, maybe yeah. it won't be as bad. And you were like, the hours went by when you were like, knowing every hour you're away, it's going to be worse. Yes, yeah, and I think you know a lot of people were talking about that and saying about discipline and how I think that worked for me mm. because I was a very unruly child and I yeah. probably wouldn't be where I was now compared to a lot of my cohorts of people that I grew up with if I didn't have that. You know, I know that's not for everyone, but I knew for me that had to be the case because mm. example of those, you know, especially the area I've grown up in, and there were some situations I may 
not may have gone to, but in the back of my mind, I was like, mm, the beats I'll get from my dad if mm. he found out about this is just not worth it. Mm. So I wouldn't. Where if I thought my mm, worst is I'm gonna get a lecture and you know grounded for two days, I probably would have gone and done it. Yeah. So um, you know, for me in terms of things, that being there helped. And in any way, you know, having that kind of experience up to about. 12 you know it didn't need to happen anymore because there was just a look that made you remember all of those beats from the yeah. past <laughs> and <laughs> not bit, bit by tree exactly yeah. so you but know it did make him a doctor it is and then that look would just make you realize and then you wouldn't do it anymore yeah. so um so no. you you uh, if someone was to ask you like you're a bit of an advocate in that sense for it really because you're not saying mm. it's every kid should have mm. that but what you're saying is for certain kids and we we've all seen kids who could do with a dad to give them a good mm. hiding on the streets who are a bit they give it a bit of that and yeah because there is no father figure in their life to fear mm. this they've never been disciplined that they're out on the loose basically terrorizing people yeah. and you think that for certain kids it might be a good idea if there is a man, yeah, there, discipline. Yeah, yeah, discipline. Yeah, discipline. That's what I'm yeah, discipline is what. Yeah, not not beating, but discipline. Not not beating but, the living shit out of them. But what yeah. I'm saying is a good slap round the lug occasionally for for some lads would mm. go a long way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Possibly. I mean, for I mean, me, it would have yeah. done. I, I didn't have a father figure. I grew up with a single mother, and I was an absolute asshole. And if I, I, I sometimes I spoke to me mother like shit. Mm. And if I'd had a dad who just looked at me and was like that's my missus you're talking to, mm. I, I would have known not to and I would have probably done better in school and, and mm. just generally not turned out to be the arsehole I, I did for a while. Mm. Um, so I, I, I can see why mm. for people who are alpha, mm. uh, for example, it is a good idea to make you realise you're not alpha yet, mate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm the alpha. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, I, I think it's true. I think, you know, I, when I was younger, my relationship with my dad is different now, you know, so through that time where it was like that when I was young, I, you know, it was very tense, you know, I remember not liking my dad, you know, a lot yeah. at all. Mm. And I questioned, you know, if he loved me because of, you know, all of that. And I mean, I remember I think telling you when the day it stopped was like, uh, or changed was when I graduated, you know, my dad hugged me, you know, and he was so chilled, you know, so, and I remember going to my mom, what's, what's happening? He, he was like, he feels his job's done now. You know, so that he, was he, tough that, love. Sort yeah, of thing. he he was like all this time. Your dad's been doing it because he wanted to you to one have a profession that could, you know, sustain you and provide for your future family. Also, as a black man, he didn't want you following certain paths that certain of your friends did, which were unfortunate because of where you grew up. So he wanted to protect you from that, and that was his way. And so now, you know, rather than speaking to me, boy, we, we speak as men. You mm. know, there's that respect there. And I understand it now. So it's almost like he had to take that being the bad guy, you know, um, role. And, you know, it must have, yeah, and it must have been hard for him because, yeah. you know, obviously he loved me, you know, and he loves me. There so would have been times, been I'm sure, yeah. where he was not wanting you no. to make him go that yeah. far. So that that look that he gave you yeah. was him almost asking you, don't yeah, make us fucking have to be the bad yeah. guy again. Yeah. I'm sure it would have been hard for him at times. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. I think so. Yeah, that's really fascinating. I'm, I don't think... I, I was never hit as a kid. Mm. And maybe that's perfectly... I, the, well, well the thing is, I think if you get to a point with a kid where you just have to look at them as the man, mm. then that's a very good place to be in mm. because the fear alone should keep them on the straight and mm. narrow as it did with you. I remember uh, I got expelled from school and I got a slipper across the butt mm. of uh, me mum. But once I realised, oh, my mum's not that strong. Yeah. Uh, like, 
she kind of lost a lot of power then because I used to laugh mm. at the idea of it. There was no threat. There was there was nothing. I was a kid on the loose, basically. Mm. So I look at you and I think if I'd had a dad to look at me and go, boy, do you know, mm. don't fucking push me, that would have made a big difference to yeah, me. The stick. Mm. <laughs> Go and get your stick. Yes, no, but it's fucking funny now. And yeah. look, you're a successful fucking rich mm, man now. Mm. But obviously, at the time it wasn't. But it was yeah. all for good reason. I yeah, suppose. no, exactly. And I think, like you said, it's a case by case basis. Mm. I can understand. You know, it's funny when we look. My sister and I grew up in a household, but I don't remember my sister really ever getting any beats. You know, but she was a different child to Is me. She younger, older? yeah, younger. Okay. And she, but she was a different child to me. Mm. And you know, we have different personalities. You know, Do so you think she was more easily controlled. Yeah, you know, and so in that circumstance, for her talking to or different things worked. But for me, you know, as in almost like you said, the alpha or the thing, always wanting to just rebel and mm-hmm. just do and had just all this energy. And um, father son is know, different to a daughter um, as well. As yeah, that. yeah, completely so. Um, and it just for me, you know, particularly when I look now, you know, from where I grew up, you know, some friends that aren't here anymore for mm-hmm. getting in silly situations, friends that you know locked up for being in silly situations. Yeah. You know, could I have gone that way? Maybe I don't know. Um, I look, so I look at society, and I genuinely think. A few more good fucking dads around like mm. that, mm. the the world would be a different fucking place. I mm. completely. I do think there is. Um, <clears throat> I mean, there are a lot of people out there who lament the the lack of a father, mm. right? But I think also that I mean that's it's partly that they're also told you don't have a dad and therefore you're not going to do good. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think sometimes when people are told that, mm. then it, it's almost like a mental there's a label, something, isn't it? Yeah, like, and there's almost like a, um, a placebo effect. Yeah. To that. I don't know how else to put that, but that, the placebo effect of okay, you don't have a dad, yeah. therefore you're going to go down you're this road. Land, do you know yeah. what I mean? And this guy next to you has a dad, he's going to do great. Yeah. And it doesn't always work out that way. And yeah. definitely in divorced families, that's often the case. Yeah. You know, is they're yeah. either with the dad or they're with the mum, so yeah. maybe they lack a bit of that influence if yeah. they don't. Have those, and two. it's funny you say that because one of my good friends, you know, that we've grown up with for like twenty years now, his parents were divorced from younger, so he was with his mum. Mm. Yet he still had a very similar growing up to me because his mum was the force. Yeah. So yeah, we all way, knew that one mum. Yeah, you we know, all knew that one mother who you did not want to cross because yeah, so, she was batshit exactly. crazy. Yeah. So, so she was the <laughs> force. So, <laughs> so she had. She, <laughs> <laughs> one of my mates actually I think he's uh, from Nigerian descent as mm. well he told us he said sometimes with me and my mother he said it was like uh, W.A. Hell in the Cell <laughs> uh, she was the undertaker and I was mankind and yeah. she, she threw him down the fucking stairs at one point man mankind won him alright <laughs> yeah. he kept he, looking up with his sock and she's like what the fuck's he doing so this day if his mother gives him that look sucker fucking hell yeah I've actually met mankind Really? Yeah. Mick Foley. Or Mick Foley himself. Yeah. Oh, that's a cool story. Yeah. You were the doctor at yeah, the wrestling so, for a while. Yeah. Which, which era du- of wrestling? WWE. So, like, I did it for, what, the last four years. So, before last year, um, I did you it know, for the last four years. So you know it's not real, right? And, uh, just about. Okay, well, you. D- but part of it is real. Part of it is real. The athletic side is real, you know. And that was, you know, when it was first offered to me, um, the ability to do that, I jumped at it because I was a fan, you know, growing up. And it was like, oh, my God, I get to see, you know, all these guys. And um, when I got there, to see how actually big they were in real life, like, he's a big guy. Mm. 
but the Big Show makes oh, him look like hell. a dwarf. Oh, Not yeah. anymore though. The Big yeah. Show is really slimmed down. Oh yeah, but I am my god. Still. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but still, I remember seeing the Big Show come through one yeah. of the doors for food, and actually <laughs> just had to come in like that and yeah. step through. And he had a hand. His hand was the Huge. size of your head. Yeah, it was. It was like a plate. But and it was like that. I'm pretty it was sure this. he's like yeah. five hundred pound man. So he must yeah. be like thir- basically like yeah. thirty five stone or yeah. something like that. But that must that must also ruin his legs and his joints. Yeah. And yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of these athletes you see, because as the docs or the physios backstage, a lot of them, you know, are strapped up. Yeah. You know, they're tired. They're, they're, they almost say, I forgot, I think it was Hulk Hogan, as I say, that they work hurt. Yeah. You know, they are constantly in pain, you know, mm. when they're doing things. So a, putting their bodies a, one, on the line. Well, we've talked about them before, but yeah, a lot of them have painkiller addictions yeah. for that very reason. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Did you end up having to operate on any of them in any way? Um, like, so we had them... Um, <laughs> no Botox, anything. The like, women? Um, um, well, the divas, you know, um, yeah, the divas, they're like great, they're great the people. official words. Yeah, the, divas, the women? No, the, the, divas, the divas. No, no, I mean... Okay. There's some good-looking women they're, amongst they're, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, they're they <laughs> very good-looking, the yeah. divas, I'm not going to lie. Um, but yeah, um, going back to that, um, it was once when it was in Newcastle that um, the Apex Shit. Predator, Randy Orton, mm-hmm. um, he had landed wrong a particular uh, different stunt and split open um, his forehead, so it was bleeding quite profusely in the ring. So I got signaled because, and really you get signaled to the ring, you mm-hmm. know. I've probably in the five years, once or twice been signaled to go. Yeah. It is such a finely tuned machine. So you spent a lot happen. of time around these yeah, people. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and I had to run and do it. And it's quite nerve-wracking because you have to stitch, you know, in the front of how many people. It's, you know, a lot. And also at the same time, they've invested a lot into these people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to get right, you know. It's also um, weird, though, because it, mm. the crowd must sort of be like, is this part of the show yeah. or is this... Yeah, I think, you know, when, you, when you're when you part of that machine, you realise what can happen in live and what goes out to the people. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that will be cut out. That'll be cut out and then we'll be back and, and then you'll be back to the fight. You won't even miss it. Mm-hmm. But in reality, there's the pause, there's this, it breaks free. Can he fight? Yeah, okay. If he can't, no, the match has to cancel, but you won't see that. You just see this show has been cancelled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's good to see that. Side. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And you must also, I mean, you must see a lot of personal size with wrestlers. Um, well, yeah. Wrestlers. You know, um, one thing I do see is how much they eat. Yeah. Wow. Like, you know, one I, I couldn't understand because I could understand them eating a lot, but I couldn't understand them eating that much just five, ten minutes before getting into the ring. You know, I would, I would think, you know, you'd be sick. You know, a couple of these guys are eating steaks, you know, mm-hmm. whole chickens, you know, always eating banoffee pie. Like oh, I'm a big fan yeah, of banoffee. Banoffee Love pie. It is the staple dessert of the WWE wrestlers. If they don't have it, it kicks off. So Bananas you know, are good. Yeah. And Offie, Offie is also great. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they have that. And then they'll jump in the ring five minutes after and jump, you know, be jumping. There's a lot of... on each other. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of... I don't know if you know much about, like, I mean, obviously you, you were involved in it, but, mm. like, there's a lot of wrestlers who've died, like, unbelievable amounts. And, yeah. Um, through their addictions mm. and they live a really unhealthy lifestyle with the mm. traveling and that mm. did you ever um were you around any of that when that happened um luckily no i think you know a big part of that probably is in the states where mm. it is you know these guys on the road though a lot mm. of the time but then spend the majority of their time in the states but um like you say 
They're constantly putting their bodies on the line. So for some, they become dependent, you know, on medications to mm -hmm. make them still be able to perform and take away pain. Mm -hmm. That can lead to addiction. And there's others where they feel they may be underperforming and may need a helping hand, mm -hmm. you know, so in the form of steroids, anabols, but then they have their long-term effects, mm -hmm. such as the cardiac problems. That's why many, you know, May you may find die, you know, of heart attacks or mm -hmm. cardiomyopathies because their hearts are so enlarged mm -hmm. um, because of that. So it, it's pretty. If sad. the Big Show's still alive, we're all yeah. we're all pretty safe yeah. though. Yeah. But I just think the Big Show just was born that way. No, right? man, yeah. he's a yeah. different yeah. kettle of fish. He's got a massive heart. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah literally. <laughs> so actually, they're not the only famous people you've dealt with because yeah. I look on your Twitter mm. and you regularly mm. have um, famous people, celebrities, TV people. Mm. Tweeting saying they're coming to your surgery yeah. for having having stuff done. They're mm. not they're ashamed of it anymore. Mm. Everyone's proud of it. Like you say, mm. a Geordie Shaw, mm. the, them lot. You're very mm. uh, in with them. Mm. What are they like to work with? Um, they're pretty cool. Um, I t I worked with a lot of them. How would I say this? At the earlier stages at the treatment. Mm. Okay. Um, right. So what um, you're saying is we understand. Roots. Yeah. Um, I'm not. Yeah. No, they, they, you're not, they, not yeah. disparaging. No, not just, disparaging. You haven't, I haven't fucked that up. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. It's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, they, they, but they're great as people, you know, what I think, you know, I have a lot of time for a lot of them. I think especially Vicky, you know, Vicky mm -hmm. from, I have a lot of time because I think I turn around and I see for a lot of these guys, they wouldn't be doing maybe much from you know the prior career oh I mean had. they'd be in like cough and warehouse yeah. of awesome well, you know TV. if you look at you know, if, yeah if you look at Vicky Patterson now she's got how many best selling books she's got her own nutrition range you know she's a millionaire in her own right mm -hmm. you know she's a brand mm -hmm. you know she's able to buy her own house outright you know she's doing well with the opportunity she was given you know yes people can argue how that opportunity came about but um you know, long term, is that going to affect her? Probably not. Um, so no. I'm Could have really opened doors for some other Geordies, but we'll we'll leave that uh, there. But you know what? I think they put. I, I you know, I think it is a hard. I'm not a. You know, I'm adopted Geordie in a way. Because yeah, oh, you live there. up there. Don't yeah, you? live up there. So not. But I think for many people, a lot of people weren't aware of Newcastle except for Geordie Shaw. Yeah, and that either had its ups or downs. Some people yeah. felt that was bad because it painted them in a bad light. I'm doing me um, bit to repair it, but yeah. apparently I'm just making it worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just put this back up. Oh God, the water's coming in. <laughs> but then no. But then there was a show. I think it was an Inside Out showing how much that actually had done for the local economy. Mm -hmm. So people sure. that wouldn't have brought their businesses or came across because of Geordie Shaw. So it's a double-edged sword. Why did you move to Newcastle? Um, so that was my rotation. So I rotated there at that right. time. So I was in, um, in Newcastle that way. And actually as well, at the same time, I was dating a Geordie girl. Um, what was that time. like? It was good. You know what? Geordie girls are loyal. Like, they are cool. They are like... Geordie guys I, are. Uh, yeah, Geordie guys aren't. They're <laughs> these hoes <laughs> ain't loyal. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Geordie girls are loyal. And I think, you know, working in both cities, <coughs> I see the difference in dynamics between my two clinics. You know, I look at my London clinic and it's very, you know, metropolitan, you know, very new money. I look in my Newcastle and they're very wealthy people still, but there is a more openness. Mm -hmm. You know, I have people there, you know, you need openness and they'll be talking about directly to them about what treatments they have, their family. And in some, you know, end up being friends from just meeting in that just clinic. Just from sitting in the just clinic, in chatting clinic. to each other. Yeah, and yeah. we'll time their appointments at the that's, same that's time. That's the main difference, I think, between Newcastle and London mm. is if you're sitting in a waiting room in a doctor's surgery, mm. in general, whether it be any kind of surgery, mm. people will 
much more likely in Newcastle to talk to strangers mm. rather mm. than London. Like, mm. I think the whole commuting in London has made people just have to switch off from talking to each other. Because yeah. like you said, otherwise you'd be talking to everyone all day and you'd never get a minute to yourself because mm. they spend that much time around other people in London. Mm. But in Newcastle, we just talk to strangers. It's a bit more of a town, isn't it? It's, yeah. you know, it's really yeah. got the label of a city. Yeah. But it feels a bit more like a big town. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? what I heard an interesting fact. It said that Newcastle's got the most restaurants per square foot. Than any city in the UK. It's no wonder I ended up like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Really? most of them are Greggs. Yeah. But, you know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know Greggs. <laughs> I tell you. You know what? My main ha- problem with London: too many Pretts and not enough Greggs. That's a good but point, what yeah. happened to those Greggs cafes? Like I saw them. I thought Greggs were trying to do this whole posh Greggs thing, yeah. and it was in Northumberland Street, wasn't it? Yeah. You I've could, never heard of a Greggs cafe. It was. A, a Greg's? You could sit down, and oh, there yeah. were tables. Oh, I have been to a Greggs cafe, and there were tables, and then it was this little kind of maybe upsell dish. The they were trying roll. to do like a half between Greg's and Starbucks yeah. and a yeah. Greg Bucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gourmet Starbucks. sausage roll. Yeah. All those stuff. But then it kind of. One of them gourmet sausage rolls, please. <laughs> Fuck it up. <laughs> Never do that accent did again. They do, did they do fishies on dishes? Little dishes. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. they or not? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had. F- what do you mean, fish and chips? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. It's very good up there, actually. Better up there than yeah. it is anywhere else. It's the first time I found out about a steak bake. A steak bake, guy. Steak bake. That was the first. I was, was that a Jamaican London. man that said uh, that? I you? think that was my best impression. Yeah. 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 So it was a Jamaican Geordie. Who's, uh, he has a question for you. Yeah. Who's, uh, I mean, obviously you might not be allowed to say, but like sort of what kind of bracket we would be talking about yeah. in like terms of the most famous people you've worked with? Vince McMahon. <laughs> I haven't worked with Vince McMahon, but I've worked with royalty. <laughs> All right. Mm. There you go then. Ro- like Answers you know, the, that. the king of the north, or sort of like <laughs> you know, real right royalty, <laughs> official royalty. Yeah, okay. yeah, official. Wow, people mm. deemed by God, yeah, given royalty. So you're mm. saying these people who were created by God, and mm. yet God fucked that up. Uh, well, you know, in their eyes, <laughs> I think everything is personal in aesthetics. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and beauty is an eye of the beholder. So you know, everyone can look and see things. Someone can look at someone and think, you know, like the example with that boyfriend and girlfriend. You are perfect the way you are, and yet she didn't see that and yeah. had treatments before him, and so, that's what he. But he fell in love with that image. Yeah, of, image yeah of which her. is unusual. So, yeah. You must have looked at previous pictures. Facebook must be a pretty interesting one because uh, obviously mm. Facebook's been around for almost ten years now you might be able to see when someone started their surgeries. I do not believe any images I see on social media. And I tell you why, because of the amount of filters and everything, I will see someone that maybe would have approached us via social media Mm -hmm. and they will come into clinic and look a different person. Yeah. I wouldn't even be able to put the two people together. Or I would see someone and they may have commented on my feed or tweeted me. I would have replied and I'm out. And they say, oh, Dr. Escher. And and I would look and, and not know. And they say, oh, you know, I tweeted and he spoke and I'd be like, I don't quite recognise you. you, you yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, I've got the blue yeah. tick. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> <laughs> they carry it around and just hold it next to their face. <laughs> you said um, you had a Geordie girl. Mm. And I remember on the train you mentioned this a little bit, mm. but like, how was your love life being affected by what you do? Because obviously you, you mm. got a girlfriend there, mm. but every day she knows you're getting approached by women who know you've got a good job, and we all know what women are like with a man yeah. with a good job. Yeah. And not only that, they're getting the kit off yeah. in front of you regular. Yeah. 
I mean, you what is weird with a certain mentality? For uh, yeah, you do. You know, but how do they I'm, handle it you as know, well? Um, my previous governor was ooh, Sorry, knocked that yeah. over. Every Sorry. guest, every, every guest. guest. Yeah, I, I don't know my own just, strength. Yeah. Um, and then solid, yeah, solid, solid. Change, the funny thing, solid. you can't change that with surgery. All right, you're either strong or you're yeah, weak. Yeah. Um, and so um, my previous girlfriend, who was a Geordie, you know, we're not together anymore, um, but we're still good friends. It was hard for her, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it does take a certain mindset to be able to be confident in yourself to understand that this is a job. It's nothing more. You know, you have girls speaking to you, you have girls posting to you. Some of these girls in their profile pictures may look a certain way. And most of them have got that kit off um, as well. Yeah, I've noticed that. At different times. So, <laughs> you know, and, you know, I think what we had, a, I was telling you a situation where girls would come up while I'm having dinner on dates and be like, oh, you know, this, this doctor did this, you know, pointing... At, at the breast or this area and the girl you're dating or thing at that time you know would find that very difficult mm. and I could imagine the opposite because before I thought oh, well no this but then imagine if your girlfriend you know is a physio and she's treating all the Chelsea footballers mm-hmm. or stuff imagine you that. know right you're gonna feel a certain way sometimes because she's rubbing them down if, daily if, if John Terry tweets her <laughs> going <laughs> Thanks again. Thanks for the rub down, you know. Oh, that's great. You, you're not, you, you're going to feel a certain way about but it. But then you, I, I mean, I guess you have to have uh, that trust. Yeah. And they have to trust you in yeah. a very specific way. Yeah. I guess they also, the fact is, if someone knows you, then they know that you can separate your personal from. Yeah. You're professional, or yeah. I mean, it must also be really difficult as a human to look yeah. at a pair of breasts and be like, well. "I think it's automated." Like, I, like I was saying, I was saying, you know, you become numb to it, so it is very automated. So I do now just subconsciously switch in between those two modes. And can, but can you switch it back on for if you're in a relationship? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. So now um, the girl I'm with now, um, shout out to Laura, love yeah. you. Um, you know, she's of that ilk. She understands, and I think. The thing with her was she met me at the peak of this was happening, so it was what was normal to her. Mm. Unfortunately, with my, with my ex, you know, who was still friends, it, it was... She had she, to go through she, the, she had to go through the change. Yeah. And when you're growing as people, sometimes you grow apart because of those things, and they, they put a lot of strain. So you, the woman you end up with, Laura, yeah, she has to be very self-assured. She's a very self-assured yeah. girl, very beautiful girl, um, very intelligent and knows what she wants. You know, but at the same time, you know, I think you have to put extra attention because you know like you say you're aware of what your job is you're mm. around women all day women are different coming in women may come on to you or do different bits so mm. you have to then put that extra yeah. care into your have you ever had a situation that. where you've been in a consultation and a woman has in a roundabout way kind of propositioned you yeah 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 how? like how, do, how about how would you go about that well, obviously, you said it's happened, so no, no, but why are you asking thinking, me? Well, I'm just wondering if you do a little role play. <laughs> so, uh, Tijon, yeah. uh, you're looking good at it. Hot like mustard. How about, how about you have a little play on these? I mean, you made them, so... Okay, so someone's sort of seen a porno or something, and they've sort of gone, ah, I want that. It's no. the easiest way to do it. But yeah, yeah, so what actually happened in those circumstances? I'm Is very, it more common than... Um, it's, 
It's, I don't know. It may differ from different doctors to different doctors. Um, it happens at times, um, and I'm very strict down the line for it. You know, I very much. I always one have a chaperone with me, so a niece um, is a nurse I work with, and even with the men. Was, uh, no, with the men. Okay. Um, you know, um, but you keep yourself in the clear but, for yeah, that reason. Yeah, because yeah, then no you've reason. got a third party. You've got a third party, and you yeah. have to. You have to protect yourself, particularly now you're on TV. The stakes are high, and unfortunately, people come into your practice sometimes with not good intentions. Because yeah. um, you've got a lawsuit on your hands. Yeah. So quickly, yeah. if you do anything wrong. Yeah, big time. And so you know, I'm very much down the line and let that know that isn't correct. If that's mm. then fine, respected, good. If it's crossed again. In, in the books. industry, you, obviously you're friends with a lot of other doctors. Yeah. Have any of them admitted to you that it, they, they've, they've ended Ooh. up getting it on behind closed doors? Controversial. Um, That's a definite I have, yes. I have to plead a fifth. <laughs> well, yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't talk about that because obviously yeah. that would also compromise you in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 in a sense. I think it, was, it would be wrong for people to do that on yeah. record. So. Yeah. Have, do you do you watch things like is it Californication? Which nip and tuck. The, nip and tuck. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. nip and tuck. Yeah. yeah, I mean that paint is such a crazy view of aesthetics, yeah. you know. Yeah. Because I think honestly, a lot of people come into my profession thinking that automatically <laughs> they're gonna become super rich and do, and it's gonna be great, and women gonna fall at your feet. Reality is that's a probably for a small percentage, a few that happens. That's what happened in any business like mm. uh, for, even from like my jobs like deep sea diver mm. people have a certain image of or they they're all on the big money whereas mm. it's like five percent mm. it's no different on youtube mm. if in fact it's it's worse on youtube it's mm. like two percent are actually making money mm. so but that's the bit but that everyone but Four that's hours. the bit that everyone... He was in first class, though. Yeah, yeah, we know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you were talking was, through the door. He was, he was. <laughs> he was in first class. <laughs> I walked through carriage. You know those little well-down chairs yeah. in the... I, I looked down from yeah. carriage, yeah. like down the corridor, and with, saw him down. With me BLT. Five sandwiches. <laughs> Great, can I have one? Oh, okay. I'm a surgeon. Yeah. What was I even going to say? But, like, that is the bit that everyone hears about, isn't it? The mm. the lifestyle. And you, you said that you know some doctors do mm. in, have a party lifestyle, though, as yeah. well, don't they? Yeah, and, I, you know, that's, I think that's so crazy that, mm. um, especially the job you have and the position you're in. I remember when I was very much more junior, that was okay. Because, really, when you're on the wards, you were nothing more than a, you know, a glorified scribe. Yeah. That's what you did. You, you had real, no real responsibility. You paid your dues. You ran around scribbling in notes. Yeah. You took a few bloods and you went home. Um, but the more senior you became, the more responsibility you had. And, you know, you, I can't see how you could go out on an all-night bender and then turn up and expect to have people's lives or, you know, people's faces in your hands. You because, know? yeah, you are, you are also doing something which is, if you... Fuck it up, yeah. Which people you, have done before. Yeah. Kanye West's mother, I think, died during yeah, surgery. Yeah, unfortunately, she? she had the complications of surgery yeah. and she passed away. But you know what she had was it wasn't negligent. Yeah, it was. You know, what, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. um, in any surgery, yeah, high risk. cosmetic or not, yeah. you have to be a sober guy. And yeah, completely. For some of them not to be like, it's yeah. crazy, isn't do, it? I mean, uh, do many people come in and question the whole surgery process? I mean, there must be a lot of people that sort of come in and they've they've almost thought about the end but they've not thought about yeah. the means. I think you know the biggest like I said going back is the consultation so mm -hmm. you know going over and I kind of answer a lot of questions in there but what I encourage is for people to ask questions but mm -hmm. then go away and come back that's yeah. why I have that cool off period because you know when you're there you're talking through mm -hmm. the excitement's there and you're talking sometimes 
you don't have that. And I always try and advise people when we give our confirmation for the consultation, write down yeah. some of your questions because they go out of your head and they don't. And having that, and also once you've gone away, if you have more, you know, email those. I've, I've seen you, in, obviously, in the back before you came mm. in, like you are extremely busy and you're mm. always getting mm. people ask questions. And you told me, you can be anywhere mm. and women who know who you are will like they'll want a consultation yeah. almost right there in the yeah. middle of yeah. whatever's going yeah. on <laughs> he knows what he's saying <laughs> <Get> <laughs> <that> <laughs> PayPal. In, in any kind of you know, uh, environment. establishment yeah. <laughs> um, yeah certain establishment anywhere i go now is different so greg's. if i'm greg's you know the lady behind the can wants a consultation if i'm in rarely a bar with mates or you know as i was describing we were at a you know birthday for one of my mates so we took him to you know a gentleman's club yeah how you say mm-hmm. you know and, and while that's fine. you know that's okay and i'm never ashamed oh, you know mate, we've talked many many strip club tales have been a, and, and, sure. and, and you know the <laughs> but they were having you know the traditional experience in the show while i was there having consultations you were there with a the line of them yeah and they I were was, going why are all these women coming over to yeah. you and you're sort of like so you're 34 yeah okay great and you're you're a mother wow Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's a very different experience now for yeah. when I go Life out. Life has so changed. It has changed. It, it has must changed also. So, have you ever seen the film? Um, what's the one where he can hear all the women's voices? Oh, um, what a girl wants or something like Mel that. Mel Gibson what, was there, want, it, or something it? like yeah, that. Yeah, you, you must have to some extent a similar relationship with women because you hear a lot of. You must hear a lot of insecurities, a lot of yeah. people's preconceptions, all those kind of things. Yeah, no, I say it, you know, when guys say, oh, it must be a great job. Sometimes I say, guys, you don't know the half of it. I feel sometimes like I'm an agony uncle to yeah. 20,000 ladies because when they come and they're in that chair, they're bringing not just, you know, the thing, the treatments, but you're almost a counsellor half of the time <sighs> because they're talking to you about everything, you know. Do you have must someone be. you refer them to? Yeah. Because there must be yeah. people that you get where you say, actually, no, you are, you yeah. just need help in a, yes. a confidence sense. Yes, yes. And I think that is a big important point to go on to that, you know, one of the things about a good doctor is the ability to say no. And no, a lot of no in the circumstances is where you're finding someone has a deep psychological issue. And surgery isn't the answer then. You know, do you, do you think that that's what happens when some people, they have an addiction to plastic surgery mm. because it's an uncurable inner issue mm. that they try to mess yeah. on with their face or bodies or whatever yeah. and they're never, ever happy? Yeah. There's something that they're deeply upset or mm-hmm. there's void there and they're using those treatments to try and fill that void. So you look for and, that, do you? And yeah, you have to mm-hmm. because if you don't, you set someone down a path to where they're never truly going to be happy. Mm-hmm. When that person comes to that hospital, you must be sure they're after that treatment for the correct reasons mm-hmm. or you're always going to have an unsatisfied clients and that's going to come back on you, not just in business-wise, but for the you know the disadvantage for the patient long mm-hmm. long term mm-hmm. so you know you have to look out for that and then you know advise what the best path forward is so to refer to someone who you know would look on psychosocial counseling you know cbt and um, that's cognitive behavioral therapy and looking at ways to address that problem for them mm-hmm. because if not they're going to go to someone else mm-hmm. and someone you know not as you know ethical may you know take advantage of that yeah because you can get all those you can get all those things on the nhs and mm. you don't have to pay for those mm. and you might be you know some people are going to be way happier than mm. getting the surgery or something yeah like that. not everyone wants Besides, any this, surgery yeah 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 you know, there's there's some psychological well-beings there's things where there is a proven benefit that the treatments help mentally so therefore mm. it would it would work mm. so no, no have you ever had any experiences during a consultation where like 
girls have asked for very strange things or have acted very strangely about the whole thing, like where you're a bit almost like, what the hell? Like, what, what yeah. what's going on here? I want a foot on my face. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I've had it where there was a particular girl, I won't say, but she wanted, she's, this is a female, mm. and she wanted her jaw to more look like, you know, Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Did she bring that in as a reference? She, she actually did oh, bring that God. into reference. Nice to see you. To see you, nice. To see you, not again. Yeah. Um, did, it, it was really strange. Did she have a bad underbite or something? Um, she just wanted to really overcompensate. No, she just really wanted to overcompensate to the point I thought this was a prank. I thought I was being punked. Uh, I was waiting for someone. I was being checked yeah. by someone because I was like, Bruce Forsyth, really? Well, she actually you know, named him. She named him. Named. How many? I mean, how many times? <laughs> how many times do you sit there and everyone uh, at home googling because like, <laughs> there be younger people who don't yeah, know who he is? You know. Yeah, I'll show you my age. Huge chin, huge chin. Yeah, as well. Yeah. No, maybe but, she wanted some of those properties. She <laughs> thought, if I tell a joke and they go, maybe I'll be at the Robber Living for the next fifty years on the BBC. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll be the next. Come Diamond Mill. Whatever he did, he did the dancing, yeah. didn't he? Um, that, but that's pretty fast. Do you ever, how many people come in and you sort of think, ah, you are, you're here to check me or sort of, you know, because you must, you, yeah, there must be weird ways to check. You know, I think I give an example. Um, I would say I try and run my practice in the most ethical way possible, mm-hmm. but always in a time because of the industry and because of where you are at level, there are people that will set certain things. So there was um, a story not so long ago in one of the national papers where they sent a mum and a young girl into several clinics to see if they would do a surgery on her. She was underage. Um, I was one of the ones that said no. Good. But there were quite a few that said yes. But I remember they them admit- coming in. So when they came in, the little girl would have said, I'm, what was yeah. she? Uh, yeah, I think she was 16. Uh, and she admitted that to you. Yeah. And it was a test for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And they, you know, they walked out to many that said that they would and it was published in his paper all the clinics who said yes you know people who said no and you know I remember when I saw it and I read it and I went I remember them Mm -hmm. you know and I remember in myself thinking is this genuine Mm -hmm. you know uh, is this uh, you know you picked up on some vibes and I think particularly because of your job you always pick up on non-verbal cues Mm -hmm. and have a kind of almost you know, third sense about things or fifth sense about things. And um, yeah, I, I remember that thinking that was strange. So people do. And I think they do it for the right reasons. You know, yeah. I think, you know, I mean, some really. Newspapers less, so, yeah, yeah, some newspapers less, you know, because they, if they're trying to entrap you and push you into a certain situation, but that should be for any ethical practitioner, something that That's easy, should be easy, yeah. you know, because each day in real life, you should be able to go, no, yeah. I'm in that situation. Mm. Although some people are desperate or mm. those kind of things. Yeah. Have you ever thought of going over to the US? Or is that yeah. that's a quite a condensed market though, isn't it? I think, you know, the thing about the US is that, and I love the UK and do not get me wrong, but I think particularly with me as a non-traditional looking or behaving doctor, um, people sometimes don't know how to take you. So, you know, like I said, there's a typical stereotype of what people imagine a doctor to be. You know, it's usually this chap that's over 50 you know, maybe. I mean, I was guilty of that. To be honest, stuff. I was surprised. And when you, you know, and, and in a Sorry, certain I way, said doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and so when 
they see me, they don't see it. But in America, that's different. Mm-hmm. You know, they're very much more open. Mm-hmm. They're very much open to that. They're very much open to um, the social media and how that influences and the creative sides of how someone can be themselves but yet good at what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I would say the benefit over here is is that we don't tend to take on to fads as much. You, so you, we look at the research and evidence. So if a treatment comes out and everybody in the States almost okay. latches onto it yeah. and they're like, right, this is the new thing. In the UK, what we're very good at is then trying to break it down to see the evidence and see if it truly works before we let this out. That sounds like their medical people. system yeah, a little yeah, bit more yeah, than America. Exactly, yeah. Do you do uh, you know? Do you have? I mean, I guess you can't really comment too much on political stuff. Mm. I don't really want you to. But uh, obviously, with the breakdown of the NHS and stuff, mm. do you see more people coming privately to you now? Because you can yeah. get surgeries done on the NHS. Yeah, you you can a bit less now. It's a lot harder. You know, before the surgeries, you know, what would happen under the NHS would you would have to see a doctor have a consultation that constantly would be then sent to what's called a trust and they would deem by the consultation whether they felt there was a psychological benefit yeah. or well-being from it and then they would action that money to be given for that because the pot is smaller that process is now much more rigid and um, it's much much harder for that to actually happen now so yes more people will go in there which is good in a private bad. way yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. you know obviously how you said a lot of people would expect a doctor like yourself to be a 50-year-old yeah. like, white bloke. Have you ever experienced like racism because yeah. of obviously? Yeah, you know, um, it was it was pretty tough for me at points in medical school. I remember clearly one of the points where um, I was, I won't say the city, um, but I was there with my war partner and I was on a paediatric rotation then and um, we had to do baby checks um, as part of um, um, ticking off and my war partner was white then, you know, checked the baby and then I went to do the same and the mum wouldn't let me touch the baby. Wow. Um, And then it turned out she wouldn't let me touch the baby because I was black, you know. Um, Were they English? Yeah. And it really hurt. hurt. That would break my heart like that. Honestly, to be honest, I actually nearly, I was close to quitting. I was really, really upset. Were you like really, like almost ready to cry? Yeah, I'm not going to be ashamed. I was, it it was the first time it really hit me. You know, I always push myself to be the best I can be in what I do, you know, and I felt like that in med school, I was already doing that. And I felt, you know, she didn't even take the time to know. I knew exactly what I was doing, you know. I was really good at what I was doing. I'm a good, you know, medical student. Clearly. You know, you just judge me because of the colour of my skin. I think it would hurt more because uh, it's a baby. Yeah. I, I kind of, for example, yeah. if you go to an old woman, I don't know, a 70-year-old woman, yeah. and you're a postie and you're a black guy and she doesn't want you, like, delivering a meal, yeah. I can almost sort of like, all right, you're from a different generation. Mm. And, and mm. it's, just, it's just delivering mm. the mail. All right, whatever your problem is. Mm. But, like, a baby... It's like, what do you think? What I'm am I going to do? Do you think yeah. I'm a fucking paedophile? Yeah. There's also quite a because visual... of my skin color. It's just, mm. it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's also unusual because it sort of brings out. Some, it, it sort of brings out a visceral reaction from her, and her mm. first instinct was to was protect, to the, protect child. the child. Yeah. Which is yeah. unusual. That yeah. must be a really unusual situation for you because obviously, as a doctor as well, you can't turn around a bit. You fucking bitch. Yeah. You just got to be like, no, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I can't touch a kid. And I remember the consultant that time taking a long time to speak to me. You know, I remember getting home and telling my mum about it and. How do people uh, react? Yeah. Um, you know what? It's usually very supportive, you know. So <laughs> after that time, I didn't really have it again until I was an actual doctor and I was rotating through a mm. And there was a patient um, that had come in um, with cuts um, needed a stitching up. 
And I was sent in to do the stitching and the doctor said, oh, I don't want you... No, the patient said, I don't want you doing that. I didn't actually click. Again, I really didn't click. I thought maybe it was because I was relatively young. He thought I was not capable Mm -hmm. of doing it, you know. And then it turned out from when the nurse... I told the nurse when he was speaking that it was because I was black. Um, But then she supported me and said, you know, if you don't want to be treated by him, you can go to the back of the queue. You know, that you've been waiting for, yeah, moment. so you've been waiting for for the last four hours, yeah. or you can have someone that's perfectly capable of what you're doing, you know, and then he went fine, and I actually had to still stitch it, and that's in, you know, Ooh, where. Uh, fuck that one, <laughs> I'm that one, I'm that one. You were right about me, yeah. okay? I know, uh, judging by the way you are, I'm sure you, you had no, class about yeah, the whole situation. And I think that's, uh, yeah, and I think, you know, that's what it showed it. He. I think you could tell the end even felt bad because I did a good job, yeah. and in himself, kind of you know he didn't say sorry but i knew inside of him he felt a certain way about how he he'd been mm. um and yeah it is a shame how ridiculous is happen. it that someone would refuse help yeah over yeah. that stupid stereotype yeah. mm. you know what i mean mm. it's mental mm. it just it blows me mind like genuinely mm. yeah mm. i think there's a little bit then you see sort of the effects of that on society now mm. and to some extent you mm. are you are seeing he, he says essentially and to some extent an yeah. awful lot as because I don't want to overstate or understate <laughs> all right? he just plays everything so safe so, well, it's not safe um, it, you I mean that is what's quite interesting isn't it is people uh, one thing that one course that really fascinated, fascinated me at university was race relations mm. and one of the things that we studied was the fetishization of other cultures mm. and that must be something you see a lot in your job mm. is people or maybe you don't mm. but I'd imagine you see a lot of people who come in and sort of say, I want this black girl's lips yep. or I want the you know, a white girl who comes in and I want the features yeah. of a black girl and those sort of yeah. things. That, I mean, that's very, that's still quite an unusual thought, isn't yeah. it? And I don't, how conscious are they that they want that? How many people come in and sort of go, I want to be that way? And how many people just come in and are literally like, I just want bigger boobs or I just want bigger this? I, I think some are conscious that there is an ethical attribute to these things. So when someone goes to me, I want lip, lips like yours yeah. or going back to the couple that she wanted lips like a boyfriend, you know, she was what he was black. So right. she, she, it was that way. And I think people understand and see those. And, and it's still funny how people react in certain ways. So, you know, back when I was growing up, it was something I was teased about. You know, for when I had, you know, big lips, it was like, oh, you got rubber lips, you got big lips, you know. It was now, you know, people were like, I want those. Yeah. So it's, it's funny how that's changed. And... Then again, you know, you still have your down points in where I think I saw this on a Mac. It was in the news, a Mac post recently where they had posters, you know, they're showing people with fuller lips. They decided to do this campaign and it had a black girl with really big lips and people were teasing it. And they were saying, well, why? Mm-hmm. If this was on a white girl, you guys wouldn't have commented. Yeah. Half if this is on Kylie Jenner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have. So why is this different? So... You know, it's strange, you know, seeing those two um, sides of the coin. You sort of get that very overt. Mm. It's it's You strip everything back yeah. when you go because you must see a lot of people's insecurities yeah. and all those sort of things coming out. That well, must be... It makes me wonder what you think the main motivation is behind people walking through your doors. Mm. Is, there, is, there a, is there one common denominator? I think the majority of people, and I think it goes against every misconception, is that People that come in through the door are genuinely happy in themselves, but they're just looking to improve a part. Mm. That's it. You know, I think a lot of the times people think people come through those doors because they're genuinely 
unhappy, insecure, not when actually, no, you know, a lot of these people that get through, you know, they're good looking people, they're in their own right, you know, they're confident in their own right. But it may be just something that's visual to them. Like for me, you know, I'm confident in myself. Mm-hmm. But after this, I'm going to get my teeth done. Mm-hmm. You know, good. that's pretty it. Good yeah, but um, I've got a diastome in the middle of it and it's just it's a gap. Uh-huh. And it's something I just wanted to close. Yeah. You know, um, that's so but, vain. Yeah. Right? But that, yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. people turn around and go, it's so vain, it's so vain. But it's also so desirable for yeah, some yeah, people. But some some people like, oh my exactly, God. Yeah, yeah, some people want the gap, you know. So, you know, but what I always say it's a personal thing, it's that person's preference. So that should be respected, you know, because one of the big bits people go back to goes, oh, it's not natural. You weren't born that way. How many of us are the way we were born? We would be all walking around hairy you know, butt naked, you know, in the streets. We're not, yeah. you know, you groom your beard, you know, you cut your hair, you have tattoos, you know, you know, some people dye their hair, some people whiten their teeth, you know, you pierce your ears, you know, um, you, the way people you dress People have been modifying clothes, themselves since the dawn modif- of time. Yeah, from the dawn well, of time. Like, tattooing just, and things, this is all yeah. this It is about identity, yeah. though, for some people. Yes. And you are, you are forcing, you must have to force some people to look at their own identity yeah under a microscope maybe they haven't considered yes. before. Yeah. And that must be, for some people, I'd imagine that's quite a traumatic situation. Yeah, to make you to, very vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're seeing the most vulnerable side of mm, people. Mm. And that, does that, do you, I mean, you know, by the end of most people's working days, they must mm. be exhausted. Mm. But to be able to just cut yourself off from that must be quite tricky. Oh, it is. Because you carry, like I say, you, for that aspect and these parts, you carry that home with you or try not to because you know you need that work-life balance Mm. um and i'm better at it now um than i was before but you know particularly now with social media as well the problem the benefit the good thing that good thing is that people now feel more you know they can relate to you because you're there you're on a platform i can tweet him he's going to reply or you know i can like this he can speak but they still then carry those same things so that vulnerability and you know i saw you do this and i could give example there was a girl I treated on Body Fixes Series 1 had really bad acne. And after that, I had so many people inboxing my personal mm. thing saying, I saw what you did for her. You know, I've really had this. I've been trying. Can you help me? I have you the know? same things with and, that a lot. People a- said, how can you help me become... <laughs> A nicer person. <laughs> <laughs> Leave, him actually, actually him. <laughs> Leave him alone. I actually saw him. Leave him alone. You've given him Leave him alone. He still hasn't shared my video on Facebook. Anyway, is he, is he oh, not? No. No. We'll, 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 Can we'll, you do we'll, a job on him? <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. But um, what, what I was thinking actually is that because you are like to me a, a bloke's bloke, mm. but obviously spending so much time with women. Yeah. If you look at yourself before you started this job, and then yeah. look at yourself now. Do you feel like you know so much more about the way women think compared with the way you do? Mate, did? I know so much about handbags and shoes now <laughs> that I never knew. And you know what? It comes as a bonus. Yeah. Because when you're a guy, and these are things we don't know yeah, about. Yeah, you're dumb, right. With your girlfriend, it, you're a hero. Yeah. You know, I'll give an example. Christmas, you know exactly Christmas, where to go. Christmas, you know, I got little, I got the Chanel boy bag because I know for many girls, that's the ideal bag. You know, I'm saying that you've got blank faces here. They're like, what? what no. bag? I've got you know, no clue uh, what he's on about. Yeah. If I hadn't gone to Selfridges and there was a very camp man behind the counter who was like, yeah. these only mature in price. And I was like, brilliant. That's an investment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Luckily, fancied, yeah? Ideal. <laughs> it's not. It's a common thing. It was a mutual thing. <laughs> yeah. 
It's a very common thing. Yeah, but it does work and it, yeah. it works as a benefit. And I think, you know, it helps, you know, that's one of the benefits helps you out so life because you understand mm. women more. And I think that's the biggest mystery to all guys is, you know, what a woman's thinking I, or what she that. feels. I had that with a, I started, when I first started out, I was cutting people's videos who did uh, makeup tutorials. Mm. And I, I think makeup is a, I mean, makeup sort of ties into yeah, where you it are. Does. It yeah. does. And you kind of, I imagine what is difficult for some women is after an operation, getting their makeup right for their new face or yeah. those sort of things. But what was fascinating was watching women contour and mm. those sort of things. And I think what's interesting as a man, I, I said this to my girlfriend, I was mm. like, wow, contouring, I learned all about that. You, like jokingly, mm. you mm. guys are, you guys are, you know, you're, you're hiding whatever. And mm. she was like, no, no, this beard right here, yeah. that's your contour yeah. as a guy. Yeah. And the same for you, yeah. like, you know that that hides an invert, very inverse yeah. jaw for you. You yeah. know, I've got a very square. Hump. I like the way yeah, you yeah, said yeah. "very." You didn't yeah. even say like he just he gets away with it because if I did it to him, it would be seen as bullying. <laughs> yeah. but because he, I'm the bigger dude, he I can mouth off to me, day, and yeah. I've just got to sit and fucking take it, haven't yeah. I? Take Cunt it, bag. bitch. Um, so I mean, but that's the, yeah. then there's the the makeup side of things mm. as well. Yeah. And some, do you ever look at a and just go, you could just do that with makeup? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I do. Um, like Just I said, the, the meeting I had before um, was a lady with Alex Box, who's a very well-known makeup artist. And we were both, you know, I, I try not to try and see myself as a doctor, I see myself as a creative. So we were both exploring wow. how beauty has changed and how makeup in a way can achieve a lot that surgery can in different ways. So contouring and different things. And um, yeah, there's many times, you know, that, Make people, you know, t magazines might ask me for a quote and say, oh, this person has they had a rhinoplasty. And I said, well, you could think that, but actually with different contouring, Contour there, con you yeah. could slim the nose. Mm. So it could be a mixture of two. So what we can do now without the knife is becoming bigger. Um, and yeah, it, it, is, it is achievable. Is there something within the industry? Uh, because every industry is a, this, you're operating as part of a business mm. and there's massive amounts of money invested in this. Mm. Do you talk to other people about where the industry is going, what the future of beauty is, those mm. sorts of things? Like, yeah. is that something that you're conscious of as yeah. a group of doctors? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, that's what, again, we were having in the same talk and where we see it going. And, you know, one of the big things we kind of agreed on was that we see this almost uniform image of beauty appearing. It's like a kind of mesh of all the different cultures. Mm -hmm. There's almost this... I, I can't really see it, but it's happening this kind of face now where people get in similar. Heart shape. Somebody so, showed yeah. me a picture yeah. of yeah. Uh, Justin Bieber and Miley Cyrus and like they did like a, a blend and it was yeah. almost like they looked like the exact yeah. same person and yeah. like it's almost like people want to look like this people certain People imagine way. in their, you, you know, I think now because it, as a culture, because as an environment, we go from A to B, we're more aware. Now attributes have been taken from different parts and it's Means almost it. this yeah it's almost yeah. this pan you know cultural look that's bringing yeah. out so the fuller lip you know the more raised mm -hmm. and fuller cheekbone you know the squarer jaw you know the bigger brow that's becoming this almost uniform look which will be a shame is because that... i think people should differences still good, have their differences but is that got? also something that i mean you must i don't know how many other doctors you talk to you mm. seem quite busy with your mm. own business but when you go, like I was in Turin the other day and mm. the men and the women do look different. Like in, mm. in Italy, the men and the women do look different. Mm. And there, it's, you know, some of the men look very overpreened. But you could also argue that a lot of the teens and they're not as, uh, I have family that grew up in Europe and they weren't as, they were nowhere near as image conscious mm. as me. 
they didn't even think about it. Mm. Like they would literally just be like, I'll wear this to school. And I was like, what the hell were you wearing that to school mm. for? Like they never thought of that. Mm. Is it is that quite an English thing? And because we're quite close culturally to America, those sort of things? I think... I mean, I'm asking you a question. Yeah, so yeah it's not really your responsibility. I, 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 personally, yeah. I think it's a social platform thing. Right. I, I don't think it's divided by countries or culture anymore. It's a social platform thing, which is available worldwide. So it's cultural homogeneity. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think now what we do because of the platform is look for instant gratification. Mm. And that's via the image of how we look or what we put out there, you know, to what we eat, what we put. So now before, you know, you sit in your house and you wouldn't worry about what you wore in your house. But now if you're in your house and you're taking a picture for, you know, Instagram or it's Facebook or something, or you're going to do a live, you know, all of a sudden they're changing and they're doing different bits. So you're more aware of your appearance because of those than ever. And, and whether that matches up with someone yeah, else's appearance. That's the yes. Yeah, and yes. Whether, because I don't know. What I find interesting is it, in, your Instagram changes depending on what you click. Yeah. So if you click, uh, I don't know, you click, like say say someone's going to get married, the likelihood mm. is they'll have more wedding pictures or coming more sort of marriage things coming through the feed. Yeah. And so if someone had gone on nose jobs or hashtag, no, yeah. I don't know what you call it, rhinoplasty, whatever, yeah. um, that would maybe then fill their feed with more of that yeah. stuff. And therefore more imagery comes into their feed and they're yeah. going to see more good results, yes. but maybe more bad results. Yeah. And it's difficult to see what the the, the long-term complications of that are mm. and effect of that mm. is. And we don't know as part mm. of this generation, mm. but you are, you're almost on the front line of that. Mm. I, I think what probably be more attainable now is... We've got now the visual aspect of social media and different things. I think the VR aspect will be the next stage. So uh, looking I up think, someone, yeah, yeah, so actually being able to physically see yourself truly with those changes before it's happened. Oh, so really. almost like a Snapchat filter. Yeah, but but but, but seeing it. Because, like a preview. Yeah, yeah, like a preview. Because now, you know, a lot of rhinoplasty, some nose job surgeons use that. They use 3D technology to show you exactly what your nose would look like. Wow. You know, not just on your face, but just it's on itself. That, that would be... well. That, yeah, I yeah. think, yeah, yeah that well. would... Um, the same for I teeth. would imagine that makes people want to spend more money as mm. well because, yeah. no, it, like, mm. if, if for example, someone put me under the microscope and was like, right, we do this, 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 mm. and I like the look of it, you know, as much as like you not expect me to be the type of dude to go through with something mm. like that, if you're looking at your son, you think, bloody hell, I do look good, mm. don't I? All right, where do I sign? Like, yeah. next, do you know what I'm saying? I'm well, not I think saying it would, I would be a double edged sword as well yeah. because I think for some people, they'll see it and go, Oh yeah, I don't want that. Or maybe put them you off know, it. Yeah, yeah and put but them also off that's it. where the surgeon, I guess, could because yeah. it's a bit like uh, when you start The Sims. Mm. I don't know if I would play The Sims. <laughs> well, no, but you can design your own face mm. and you sort of go, "Well, I'll change the mm. nose a little bit thinner." But you make yourself a lot more handsome than you I don't actually make myself are. Myself on The Sims, what kind of? <laughs> you just said you design yourself, so I'm no, just no, like you design you. your. He confirmed on air. He designed <laughs> yeah all the time. What we did used to do is we used to play Big Brother on The Sims. What we would do is we'd fill the house with as many people as we could, and then take the door out uh, like on big brother mm. and then uh in order to get rid of each contestant we make them go and swim in the pool you can make them swim in the pool and then you take the uh the ladder out of the pool away and they drown in the pool wow so what happens he's then murdering virtual is, reality is, is next to, next well, to that's the pool, what the kind of virtual reality is talking about but, but next to the pool arrives the ashes of the dead person 
So until we were left wow. with just one person in the house, I'm sorry, mate. we then released this person from the house and we lined the winner's walkway with the ashes of the previous contestant of Big Brother. And when they came out, it was a very emotional situation. They broke down all of the dead. I think there's a breakdown, all right. But I, I not, never saw this coming. Breakdown. I did not see how. Did Moving we on. Know, but it's a genius idea, isn't it? <laughs> Moving Do it on. At home. It's great no, fun. There's something I genuinely really, really yeah. want to fucking know. What would you I, do I really him? want to know this, right? Mm. What the fuck are men having done these days? Ooh. Men are having a lot done. Ah, yeah, I think so. Like Men are having a lot done. You know, what I, can I get done? Anything. No, really. what are, what what is yeah. like what are men what is the, the hidden secrets that because to me the most I gone for is a fucking haircut and brush me teeth and that, you know what I mean? I trim my beard. That's that's my effort levels. But I tell you what, I bet you and I don't know, but I bet you in your barber section or where you go and get your hair trim, now they've got beard oils. Yeah, they are. they've got, yeah. you know, different hair Well, for example, one thing I have noticed that one of my pals got done. So I was like, um one of my mates yeah, had like <laughs> one of my mates had the Alan Shearer haircut going on, like receding and oh, that. Yeah. And um it was still like a line down the middle. I seen him two months later, full head of hair. Yeah. I'm like, what's going on there? Like we It's just VR. It was <laughs> So, but like he was one of my mates who yeah. I grew up with. Yeah. Like I never thought any of my mates would like end up having that sort of shit done. Mm. And I'm just looking at him like yeah. I, I couldn't. But I'm sure like there's common things. So what what common things are getting done right now? Yeah, for so, lads, um, hair is the biggest mm. one of the biggest things. And I think you know for guys now the, the, the modern man is changing. Mm. You know, um, yeah. before it was you know man's man grunting you know would never even wash know what a soap is mm -hmm. now you know probably the average man's regime would be you know a wash you know moisturizer to start, yeah. to start yeah. you know sun protection you know these small things that no one would even do what, before. what they're getting come on <laughs> what they're getting so um a lot of guys will be getting botox wow. a lot mm. of guys but botox in a different way of a so certain, in a certain age group, um, I would say you know from about mid twenties onwards, and I tell you why: one, because people are more conscious of aging now. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are more conscious of it, not just in their own life, but mm -hmm. in their working life. They mm -hmm. see it as almost a weakness. You know, if they're not seen as youthful, young, they feel that's not you know they're, they're going to be overlooked yeah. um, in that way. And I think also as well now for guys, so if you take Gordon Ramsay. He can say that because he's spoken openly. Yeah, yeah, he's spoken openly about. It. He follows yeah. me on Twitter, though, so don't hate me for this. Yeah. Um, That's cool. But, his, um, his face did look like a, a, a roadmap for it, a while. He did. He did say, you know, yeah. the bit that made was the turning Which point for him was when <laughs> um, his kid put a coin in between the folds in his head. You know, you look at him now. Coming in. <laughs> yeah, you look at him now. He's still got lines yeah. as a guy, but it's much more improved. He's yeah. much he more youthful. How, how was that achieved? Was that Botox? It's because, Botox. So mm. what does that do? Does that, like, because the the, the wrinkle's still there. Yes. Yeah, does so, it recede? Um, like, does yeah, so what happens is Botox essentially is a toxin. And what that does is it relaxes the muscles underneath the skin. When it does that, the skin is a dynamic organ. So it's constantly re repairing itself. So, but when you're moving and making facial expressions... Each time, that's affecting the tensile strength of the skin. So when it stops, you're going to be like, yeah. not move. Um, when that stops and it's just starting to redo, then the lines and the, and the fine lines appear finer wow. and they go away. So that's how Botox works. And so for him, 
folds became fine lines, you know, um, and then he became looking... Yeah, he, had, he looked like he had a card machine just coming yeah. out of his face for a while. Like. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know whether to talk to him or put my or fucking bank card in him. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, so so um, mm. how many, um, how many men that- come in for genitalia stuff? Not my specialist area, oh, really? so luckily someone, I don't. Someone, I didn't even know that was possible. To be honest. Yeah, have you never seen can. those those documentaries? Yeah, it's, it's not something I'm searching for. Yeah, like, yeah. no, is you <laughs> under urologist? Nor was I. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. So what, what, can, um, what can men have done on that dick? Um, that is under urology, mm-hmm. or um, and they tend to you can have penis enlargements. Mm-hmm. Um, there's what a is, thing now called. Scr- How do you do that? Um, so essentially, what you're doing is there's this area. Um, the two spongy parts within the penis called your corpus spongiosum. And what they do is they can either implant that area with fat um, or they can take grafts of muscle to extend the actual area. Itself. Fucking hell. Mm. Fucking metal. Is that, what, I think the, the main fella who I've seen have, who's had plastic surgery on mm. TV is Simon Cole. Yeah, uh, he clearly yes. has had um, a facelift and all that. And his face is all puffy and shit. Um, yeah, that's a bit weird, isn't it? Because that's yeah. almost the complete opposite of what he wants to achieve. If he'd yeah. have just been aging, people would be like, "Oh, he's actually a quite a good-looking guy." I think the biggest thing, though, is what we say is most of the good work is the work you don't notice. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's a big example, allegedly, because it looks like it's overdone. Uh. But for many people, you would see in the media, you won't even know. So, for they example, have, and um, actually had it. Philip Schofield and people yeah. who are on the older side, yeah. the likelihood right. is, um, and this isn't me saying he's had it done, but mm. um, you obviously work with a lot of celebs, yeah. as you've said. A lot of people who we wouldn't expect who've I've had, had it, it done. done, and men, men especially men as, as well. well. Yeah, they, yeah, they're all getting it done pretty completely, much. completely. And you would just think they look youthful, they're aging yeah. well. You know, you wouldn't second guess that they're having you, something. You did an article recently in a newspaper where you sort of pointed out um, some celebrities who have like yeah. overdone it. I think the, um, that last who the musician, um, she's got blonde hair, but she's um, Lady Gaga. Yeah, you, you said Lady Gaga. There was another lass who you named. Um, she was mixed race. She was on Jay Z's label. Oh yeah, but don't let's not say that one. Let's not say that oh, one. We li- just because, like you know, did she's that nice. spark a bit? Of- I, I didn't want it to. I just don't want to hurt her feelings. Yeah. Sure. And well, it's out there now. Yeah, mm. I yeah. know. Yeah, but let's not say that. Oh, yeah, yeah. but Lady Gaga's yeah, obviously had stuff done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like she's totally changed her face. Yeah. So if you look back to previous photos, she looked like the girl next door when she before yeah. all the makeup. There was a video of her just on some MTV show. She yeah. just looked like a normal it, chick. Lady she, Gaga. Yes. Yeah, Lady yeah. Gaga. Like, she, she's quite an interesting one as well because mm. she had um, alopecia as well, right? So all of her mm. hair. Of not a happy home life. No. Tell you what, to get that office yeah, reference I'm sure in. They do, yeah. I tell you what, yeah. that is a rarity to get an office rare. reference. Get, get in that office I'll tell reference. You what. In. Anyway, she had alopecia, <laughs> and so so her identity, like she's one of those people who she lives conceptually, mm. and so she. Some people can get away with it. Do you know mm. what I mean? Because she's always changing her. Yes, look. her looks always yes. changing. I think and that's part of her. That, yeah. She's an. She sees not just her music, but her image as an art form and a way of expressing herself. So that constantly changing that is part of what she does. There's also something quite deep about this, though, isn't there? Because obviously you, you've got an aesthetic that people want to get. Mm. And th- what I did get thinking was throughout every movie that I've pretty much ever seen, there are good guys and bad guys. And some, and more recently, more uh, more good-looking people have started to be cast as the bad guys mm. because they're seen as vain in a way mm. but if you look at like uh i don't know snow white and those kind of things mm. she's 
very white. Mm. She's got a really sort of what would have been quite a um, uh, desirable face at that mm. time. Small nose, like, yeah. you know, very white features. Yeah. And then the witch had this kind of hooked nose, yeah. kind of, you know, ugly features. Yeah. And it was that what was on the inside came out and those sort of things. Mm. We're taught that by fairy tales and those sort of things from a very young age. And mm. it's not necessarily true because yeah. actually some cultures or some backgrounds, there is just a natural, I don't know what you call that, but there's like a hook a in hook. the nose. Yeah. yeah, no, it's interesting what you say. Um, you know, I watched this social post, which was quite worrying. It shows how much we are pre-programmed yeah. by just the programs and the different things we see. I remember just pushing it again. They had different kids and they had a white doll and a black doll. And they said, this, which yeah. one was the yeah, naughty yeah. doll? Mm. And everyone pointed at the black doll. Even the black yeah, kids. Yeah, even the black kids the, yeah. pointed at it saying this. And so there is a lot of subconscious pre-programming yeah. being delivered, like you say, through, you know, cartoons. Disney, Disney they've got a lot to answer for. <laughs> I think, they, to be fair, <laughs> yeah, them, yeah. I think they're trying to undo a lot of yeah. that by... Um, well, if you look at comics now, yeah. look at now how much it's changed. Mm-hmm. Like you see the different superheroes now they're trying to bring through. So like Luke Cage, mm-hmm. all those different bits now. They're trying to change, you know, um, I think, what is it? Iron Man's going to be a girl, yeah. you know? So they're looking at different ways to bring I'm pretty in sure they diversity. had um, uh, one of the Beauty and the Beast characters from the remake is gay. Yeah, gay the and they made a big deal yeah, about that because yeah. they'd never been a, a yeah. gay person or yeah. like actually in a, mm. a Disney And then they refused movie. to cut that out. Malaysia yeah. asked for it to be removed yeah. and they didn't cut it out. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Mm. But that, but that's something, that's a, ve- I mean, that's a very high level sort of one. Mm. There are very micro yeah. versions of that every day, yeah. Yeah. which again, you must sort of see because people come in with references yeah. and those sort of things. Your, your magazines, you know, so yeah. they bring a magazine cover and say, this is, you know, these little bits are, they are micro references. You see that and you see that and you see in the front and go, okay, that's what's beautiful. Mm. You know, that's what I'm told is beautiful. Who's the most common person that that you're bought in? It must have been like Jennifer Aniston at one time from Friends. Yeah, it's changed. I think now it's Michelle Keegan. Who's that? Uh, Yeah, she was... um, She's on Owl Girl. She's Mark Wright's... Mrs. Uh, she's just she's one of the sort of she was tabloid for like girl next door. Yeah, yeah. Okay. she's a very very beautiful girl, and I think people like her because yeah, fine. She's um, a real girl. He's texting <laughs> Michelle. Just <laughs> talking about <laughs> you. Just ditch um, that guy. She's yeah. a very real girl as well, so people can relate to her while right. see that she's beautiful. Yeah, which mm. is interesting as mm. well. Um, and mm. oh yeah, so yeah, definitely, I can see why. You're <laughs> I don't know. She's definitely your type. But I genuinely don't know. She's your type, and I know for a fact she is. Uh, no, what you, you mean, know why she's your type. Well, no, what you mean is... Did he date Michelle My girlfriend Keegan? has... She, her, his girlfriend hair. isn't a million has, miles away from that really? kind my, of My look. girlfriend's way more beautiful from that. But like the, oh, the point brownie is, points. No, there's no, bra- there's no brownie points here. I, I also, I mean, every... It, that is quite interesting as well, though. You, there must be... There must be this sort of very low-level idea that you're a designer, in a sense. Mm. In a sense, because hmm. I know, but look at those, look at those oh, as well. Geez, Fantastic, man. aren't they? Are they real? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. their eyes are real. Yes, yeah. the tits, man. Right, they're real, are yeah. they? How can you? Fucking um, hell! I'll ask that in a minute. Um, <laughs> they do look real in a way, though. I, um, I can see why. I, I <laughs> that's what you're gonna say. I think I sort of lost it. You took us down a weird route. Um, I've got something to ask. Good. Um, How can I get those? The <laughs> The money in this game, as you said, is a, a, mm. it varies. Mm. So 
how how far does it vary? Do, is there like what an NHS uh, person would be on to someone with loads of their own practices? Can oh, you give it, her like a ballpark, an varies, idea? I think it varies massively, mm-hmm. and I think the factors that influence it are where you are, your skill level, um, and then the products you use as well. Um, you know, you put yourself in the center of Beverly Hills, you know, and, and you can literally Millions. write. That's a where blank, I want to be. Yeah, and you can write Living a blank check. Hills. That's it. You'll be a blank check, you know, because that's what's seen as the norm. You put yourself in maybe somewhere like Poland now, where that's where there's a lot of Eurosurgery going on. People will go there and get a rhinoplasty that probably would be here seven nine grand for two three grand. You yeah. know, wow. and is that quite common where people are trying to do things on the cheap? Yes, yeah. and that's it's good. It's crazy. You cannot look for bargains when you're going for your face. You cannot. You don't. Put you don't. Anything below there, sure. No, <laughs> <laughs> I think anything body wise, anything surgically, anything surgically, surgically uh, you should not be. Yes, value for money. That's a difference, but not. You know, you bargain. Based you know, if you're going prices. for a car, by all yeah. means, get a used car. But yeah. your face, you want to look brand new. Yeah. Do you do you have any people who come in and say, "I can't, br- I can't breathe properly"? Can you change my nose to make it easier to breathe, or is that another uh, type of? Um, um, so I, I'm, that's rhinoplasties and right. in, in a different specific you're good part. At that, aren't you? Um, I, no, I, I've you? seen one of his pictures of a before and after, yeah. and the line you'd have thought a scientist said, like, like it was like so perfect. That yeah. He studied science. No, but like it was. <laughs> Unbelievable, like mm. how perfect he'd made it. Mm. I just fucking hell. Do you, um, so uh, do you think about that before you go in? Do you look at the proportions? Will you measure things in a certain way? Yeah, you do. You know, no, 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 completely. I think there's a scientific eye and there's an artistic eye. So there's bits that respect the ratios and the different parts that you should yeah. see. Um, but then also there's the kind of artistic eye that takes that into, you know, a factor, but then also then looks at the person and sees what would suit that face you know so it's a ma- it's a marriage between the two and if you're able to get that right you know a lot of the time that's what's going to bring you success you do seem to feel like you're a bit of an artist don't you, you treat it mm. you treat this like an mm. art form don't you I, I, that's what i try i try mm-hmm. it's what i wanted to be you mm-hmm. know? i think when we were chatting on the train you know i literally wanted to be an artist and then but growing up in a Ni- nigerian household that's not going to run <laughs> you know, yeah. that's not going to be run. a doctor i have no, to be a you know, doctor the accountant yeah. dentist a lawyer or engineer that was my five choices Um, uh, there you go Um, but that was you know you you had limited choices so I find in a way luckily I found I find find it funny that in in school when I was like Mm. uh, 14 I had to pick subjects but Mm. he was given like jobs to pick from yeah (laughs) very straight away they were drilled you know there was no wavering my dad yeah he was a serious guy what about um what about techniques? I mean, that mm. must surely make it so that you can do more things. So, yeah. you know, have you, you, like, how how do you learn a new technique of doing something? Like, if, you know, if someone comes in for the first time, mm. do you have to, go, do you have a manual? Like, you know, there must be a first time you did. Hold on a minute. I can do eyes. I can do eyes. It's like a Lego thing. No, but you know what I mean? There must yeah. be a time where, where you're like, it must be your first eye. Yeah. Thing, like, Trial and error. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I fucked this one up. Don't worry. Your next patient, next no. one's half price. Yeah. No, I think your training um, when you're going through medical school, when you go for a doctor, is that's how it's prepared for you. So you would work, you work your way up in levels of complexity right. of what you're doing. Most of us will do 
you know, rotations in different areas of surgery before you go on to that. So, you know, I remember my first rotation was in general surgery. So one of the first things you did as a general surgical student, which was basic now, but back then you thought you were the bee's knees, would mm. be an abscess. An abscess is like a boil with pus mm -hmm. and you would literally take a scalpel, make a cut and the pus comes out. But you thought you were the greatest thing ever, you know. Because I'm doing my, it, mum. You've done it. So, so satisfying done, you know. Well, right? But you know, I remember, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, hip-hop yeah, spots it's, all day. Like, it's like the Dr. Pimple, Pimple Popper moment. Yeah. You do it and he did it. And then well, you worked your way up. So then you learned the basic skills that let you do that. So handling a scalpel, mm -hmm. handling tissue. And then the next bit was like, you know, controlling blood, you know, supply. So you would cut small lesions out and you would learn then how to close those afterwards and then you would work your way up then okay you know how to wound manage let's see if you can take out an appendix so you know the anatomy you know you know already how to open a wound and handle a scalpel and handle tissue so and you know how to control blood flow so this should be pretty you know you're using all the different bits you work that's and, not the appendix that's it. Yeah, yeah exactly and then you work up and you work up and and that's how it kind of works so really um it, you learning as you're doing it and, and you progressing yeah no. No, 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 no at medical school mm. Uh, was that fun? Did you enjoy that? Yeah. Like, you know, I think... Social part, side was good as well? Social side, yeah. Like, yeah. medical students know how to party. Yeah? Yeah. Medical students know how to party. I'm not going to say what medical school I would say to because the dean's niece at that medical school, she knew how to party. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that, I'll put that on record. But I will not say what medical school I went to. But, um, oh, yeah. yeah you was... can look that up, though, because <laughs> I did notice it was on his Twitter. <laughs> so I have put my foot in it, haven't I? Um, I, should, I should have told you that before you told the story. Yeah. I waited. But, um, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I think the thing is, again, it goes against the grain of what people think traditionally... People just think doctors have no lives. You know, yeah. you're this square person has no life. You know, you don't enjoy things like people mm. do. When I actually know, it's almost the opposite. You work so hard. So when you want to cut out from that and blow off steam, you you, you do it. And mm. you do it sometimes when people to excess. Um, but um, then there's the balance that, like I said, you know where you are in society, so you can't. So as we were talking about now... It's like Wolf of Wall Street behind the scenes. Yeah. Is it? Mm. Way lose. <laughs> no, you, you've seen that side I've of it. I've seen a side. Yeah. But, way more money though. Yeah. Way more. <laughs> but now, you know, because of the shows, I think I can't really, I know if I go to a couple or bar, I can't do that because you're press in TV and, people and that are now watching as well. you. So um, it's a different way. How much are you, uh, like you say you can flick a switch and you can turn it off, mm. but like are you looking at my face and looking at his face and going, oh, I did that way back. Yeah. You <laughs> so went on our Twitters and that. went, yeah, uh, yeah. No, when you guys walked in the room, yeah. like I analysed straight. Yeah. So I noticed different bits. Mm -hmm. So I noticed the chap that's moving the camera right now, mm -hmm. that his earlobe was like attached like, okay. to there, there. Yeah, that's I know true as well. By the way, yeah, like straight. So, is I, that something I, he'll yeah, have had done? Uh, yeah, from, is he vain? Uh, no, yeah? it's just. It's just. Why would someone want that done? It's, 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 he's it's got gills. It's like Waterworld world. <laughs> yeah, but it's <laughs> Kevin Costner. <laughs> but it's <laughs> yeah. But it's just things I do. It, you do it subconsciously. Yeah, it's know, like like you, uh, you probably look at certain things. Uh, uh, like uh, I remember when Instagram first came out, I was mm. like seeing everywhere was a square. It's like yeah. that'll make a good square. That'll make a good square. You probably. Do you see silly yeah. with the face? Yeah, yeah, completely, completely. What would you do to us? Ah, see, you know, I always reflect that question back. Well, it's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, oh, and like, I always say, it's not about what I would do. Yeah. It's about what you feel. So tell me what you feel. When you look in the mirror, what things you think, hmm, I'm not quite happy with. Um, I don't know, really. Like, um, I don't really look in the mirror and think that way. 
then you do not need anything. Yeah, I mean, you are you are you are more reflective mm. of yourself than I am, without a doubt. Mm. I I think you're more aware of what people think of you than I am. Mm. But that doesn't mean I want something carved off me. No, but mm. you say I don't really think that way, and I I think you do. To a no, degree. I mean I don't look in the mirror and sort of go, Ooh, I want to change all that. Do you mm. know what I mean? No, like, not I'm change it. You're just one, aware of things that you probably like about yourself and don't like as mm. much. One thing I'm super conscious of. So when I was a kid, I had. Uh, I was like out in the garden with my dad and his friend and mm. we were having drinks mm. and um, it, a wasp had climbed inside the can mm. and I got a wasp stuck on the inside of my lip. Ooh, fucking and hell. it was essentially free Botox, Ooh. right? Because it, it like you'll Made see now, like very, very, in a very small yeah. way, it, it influenced that side and this side's not as fat as that side. Yeah. I have a different kind of feeling on this side of my face. Yeah. So I'm wow. sort of like conscious of where my mouth is a little bit, yeah. I guess. But that's not like, I know that people can see that. That's not something I feel insecure. I feel yeah. absolutely fine about that. But it's like... Do you feel you had the facial hair for that reason? No, like I just, I know that if I shave, I just look fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's, you do look a lot younger with a clean shave. I, do look a lot, well, I think yeah. every man does to a degree, mm. but you especially. Yeah, mm. but I'm definitely like conscious of that feeling, but I never think, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think right now, mm. oh, well, I get the other side equaled out or something. Mm. I'd also be really worried, because my first thought when I think of um, any kind of surgery yeah. is, well, what if it goes wrong? Yeah. I have friend a few friends who had girlfriends who did those lips mm. they uh fortunately one of the really good friends of mine broke up with her and if you look you're almost like wow you dodged a bullet mm. because she got something done and her lips <sighs> look like i seen a chick on instagram like that the other day mm. and i'm just like you need to fucking stop what you're doing and just mm. let things down? relax a does, bit my yeah. question is does that go down over time or is she always going to be stuck with the trout pouch. Like, yeah, it depends the on trout pouch. Yeah, it depends on what was used. So if it okay. was something that was semi permanent or permanent. So if she had like implants, which you can have for lips. Um you Wow, know, I didn't even know that. Yeah, you can. So that would stay that way unless you had it removed. Wow. Um and you don't not to want to remove them because when you remove implants in the lips, it tends to be this redundant sac that's left. Yeah. So it's not particularly good. Yeah, like when um, a woman so has a, a breast implant removed, sometimes yeah. it can be like a saggy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of nerve endings around there. Yeah, like yeah. Your face is really sensitive. It is. It that is. Make me feel really Fuck weird. me. Imagine yeah. kissing her. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, do you know? I've I mean, just thought of something. Oh, good. Have you ever done anything with women's vagina? I haven't. A lot yeah. of people might. You know, it's it's the actually vajayjay. a bigger. <laughs> um, it's a medical bigger. Term. It's a very yeah. medical term. Um, it's something that's growing in aesthetics now, and it's um, there was a program about it. I think. Just well, I've seen in the porn I industry what's common one. is they yeah, they basically have things trimmed down there so that they or bleached it, or, or yeah because they don't want them. Um, I don't know what you'd say, bacon danglers. I don't know what, how else to describe it. I've just floored the whole fucking room here, every lads. But yeah, some Wizard women have sleeves. Some yeah, some women. No, that, that's even more different, though, isn't yeah. it? That's like it's not. That's out. That's, that's inside. Yeah. Uh, in so, and out. Some right. women downstairs. I've got a lot of meat going on. Do you know what I mean? So they're like yeah. that sort of trimmed. That's also. I mean, that's that's also. Uh, I mean, I guess it's a preference, isn't it? I mean, I've seen some women down there who make me want to go vegan, honestly. No, I'm joking. I'm, jo- I'm actually quite comfortable with it. I don't really care. And wow. I would never say a woman. I'd never really give a shit. I, I don't know, but it's obviously bothers some women enough to go and get things changed. I think some mm. people probably get teased about it or it is something that they sort of get, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, I don't know. And again, it comes on to what we were just talking about. What made them perceive that's abnormal? 
and well, it's the, I, I what, and it's the images this, that yeah. they've seen. Yeah. So the images that we see on social, the things that we're pre-programmed with, we see that as what's ideal. So then we question ourselves against them. Yeah, like people talk about camel toe, those kind mm. of things, yeah. whether that's desirable or mm. not. Mm. And then it's so, it, there's a trend. I like a that. woman with a big clit. Right. I mean, you can't really. <laughs> Just something, can you, just can something that tears. Yeah, we've all, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. That's, I mean, I mean, it's not obviously. A, it's not essential. If it's yeah, small, it's small. Also, but well, it's easier to play with that way. That like, you know what I mean. It's initially shocking to, to find. Hear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just sticks out a little bit. Sure, it's all. It's initially shocking to hear some of the shit. But you know, used to it. It's absolutely fine. Um, the thing is, also, that's actually probably one of the least. That's not even offensive to say. That's just no, his preference. I'm done. Mm. I'm not. I'm not. I just want to make it perfect. Like I'm not discriminating discriminating against it's women with small. Clitoruses. Yeah. Come one, come all. Yeah. All welcome. Yeah. I mean, you would sometimes you want something that matches you. Penis extenders. Snap. <laughs> one thing I wanted to ask was what are the best and worst bits of mm. having your job? Okay. Start with the best. Eh? I would say the best bits. You got a nice uh, car and all that. I yeah, that. I think the life that kind of comes with it. So you you get a good lifestyle, but you do work hard for mm. it. The bad bit, very much so, is the work life balance. Mm. So to achieve that certain you know notoriety or something, there, there's a sacrifice. So you know, many I'm a big family guy, and there's many you know birthdays or events I've missed because I've been working or filming or doing and and that is and then also the carry home so mm-hmm. now the change in terms of my environment so if i go somewhere it's sometimes constantly about work you know or people when you're in a room and they know who you are and what you do they act very differently because of that you know when you're just like chill you're a normal when, person. When, yeah, yeah when you go back to yeah all what like friends and that like mm. who are just like the regular lads and you've mm. obviously come from that environment yeah. and gone on to big things yeah do they still treat you like, you know, a normal TJ? They treat me me, which yeah. is great. And that's why I stay like that because I never want that to change. Mm-hmm. I never want, you know, to almost what I say is believe the hype where, mm. you know, you see people get lost in the yeah. industry and they forget who they were, where they came from. And they, we were all people, you know. Um, and that's why I don't like people to treat me any other way. And that's, the, to be fair, the biggest reason why I did this with you today. Nice because one. when we, you know, were chatting on the train, you're just a normal guy. And I was like... You know, as a, like I said, as a feeling, as a creative, you show me a video, I was like, that's dope, that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, let's do this, you know, and I have time for that. Um, I always will. Do you ever have, um, like, a, a crisis of conscience or anything? Y- yeah. Um, so one big one is, you know, obviously it's what I do as a job. Yeah. I haven't got my own children yet, but I've got my nieces, which I love to death. <sighs> and I sit there and I think, what if then, you know, Soraya, Abigail, you know, they come 18 and said, you know, uncle, I want this. Yeah. You know, what am I going to say? What would you say? I can't really turn around and go, well, no. Yeah. Because then the next answer will be, well, you do it. So other people, why can't I? You know, so when I think about it and I sit and, you know, mull over it, I think one of my biggest jobs is, which I try and do on my platform as well, is education. You know, because if they're anything like me, you know, or Esho by brand, they're going to be self-strong, you know, they're going to do what they want in the end. So, but, if I give them as much information at hand for them to make it the most practical and most informed decision themselves, then whether they say yes or no, then then that's down to them. Mm. 
We've got some questions from Twitter for you. Okay. Most of them are, what would you do with this? Yeah, well, yeah, we've, we've got some... <laughs> Pictures. Yeah. Some of these guys, uh, <laughs> oh, no. they didn't hold back, as fair to say. Okay. Wow. What's the worst thing you have done to a patient? It's a strange question, but you know, I think you know what he... I think he means the the most difficult operation you've performed in any way. I don't think that's what he means, but yeah. let's interpret let's it. Let's interpret it that yeah. way. Yeah, so the most difficult. Most thing where you are most stressed out while doing it. Yeah. Worst for you personally to have to perform. Um, I think, to be fair, it was a lady who had a tattoo on her face that wanted it removed and I had to hide the scar Within, uh, you know, that that was pretty difficult because, you know, the tattoo itself had really messed up the tissue around and that had really disfigured her. So to remove that and then give her face back normal, where any time you make an incision, you're always going to have a scar. So then try and hide that scar up mm. into the wrinkles. That was pretty hard. And um, that was probably one of the most difficult. That I probably answers the second question we had, which is, mm. The weirdest area he's done work on. Or is there well, that's not, no. I tell you what, that is not. And it's probably before I came into this industry because you know what I said as a doctor, you have to do different Everywhere. things. Yeah. So I was general surgery at the time and I had to come down to A&E. I think I told you about this on the train. I don't remember. So um, I got called. I was on call. And this was when I was still NHS. And they said, you need to come down. I've, we've not seen this before. I said, well, well, what? And said, you need, I can't explain to you over the phone. You need to come. So I came. Um, <laughs> so I came there and there was a guy in the room and he was laid on his front with his trousers down. Yeah. And I just was like... A dick had got stuck in his ass. <laughs> no. Close. So, um, so I said, you know, what's happened? He said, I feel like something's moving around in my ass. I said, what? And he was like, there's things that are moving around in my ass, in both of my butt cheeks. Oh, fucking hell. And so I was like, okay. So I took it and look, and he had, sure enough, on each bum cheek or buttock, four burrow holes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this? So he had been in Bolivia, and actually this guy's still a quite famous guy now today. He's on Blue Peter, but I won't say his name. Um, and Google it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really, it was probably not in the press. Um, so I thought, I've got to explore these burrow marks. I don't know what he is or what's going on. So I got the local anaesthetic and I thought, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to inject some local and I'm going to try and see if I can open up these burrow marks. I injected local into the first and this thing shot out yeah. straight from the burrow like mark it was, and landed on the floor and it was just larvae just moving, worming in and out. And so I did it to each um, burrow mark and literally they just shot out shot out to the surface until there was six of these things rolling around Fucking on the hell, floor that's just uh, everyone at home right now yeah, like, yeah. and essentially there were these larvae from these living um, bugs that in the water what they essentially do is they bite and then they burrow and lay their larvae eggs within the tissue of the skin and part of their cycle is for it to grow and, and then rush and, yeah. and burst out and that, that's, that's what happens so he's quite disgusting. lucky really yeah. that, that it wasn't yeah. on his face exactly. or on his Back, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, the arse is a great place for that. It's a crisp prison for a borrower. It's like fleshy, fleshy. Yeah. perfect, perfect spot. Um, yeah. Was he scarred? Like what? No, no. So those borrow marks were just healed. How do you make sure that you've got all of them out? Um, well, what in the end, what happened was um, after we'd done that, he didn't feel the movement any, and uh-huh. then he went on to tropical disease ward um, for that, and they did an MRI scan. Oh, right, okay, um, just you to see. Yeah. yeah, we've got a question not for your surgeries, but mm. just surgeries in general. I think. Mm. How often do tit surgeries go wrong? 
Ooh. statistically rare. Mm. You know, um, and probably statistics vary from place and where you're getting it. And that's, again, how do you yeah. define wrong? You know, there's many things, you know, that can happen as a form of surgery, infection, mm-hmm. bleeding, you know, um, mm. reaction to implant, um, asymmetry, you know, um, delayed reaction. So people form fibrous capsules or contracture. That's why sometimes you see it quite tight. Mm-hmm. So there's many different things that can happen, mm-hmm. but they relatively are low. Mm-hmm. Um, and a number of these statistics are like, you know, one in 100,000 They're very low. Um, and so, but what the thing is, what tends to happen is a lot of people focus on those and that's what makes the press mm-hmm. when you forget this is a billion you know pound industry mm. many people get this every day with no problems um it's just the ones that do we tend to kind of you know sensationalize and talk about and also you wouldn't know yeah. most of the time yeah, i mean yeah. most people you know they just have maybe normal yeah. tests after that yeah most people don't go for the yeah massive yeah yeah do they feel real um Nah, it depends. It depends. It depends. Um, So breast augmentation can happen in different ways. Yeah. And you can have different implants. You can have implants that are under the muscle, in the tissue, combination of both. Um, Breast enlargement where we've just taken fat to use to increase it. So it depends. And in some cases it can. In some cases it doesn't. Um, So what happens happens, uh, like, I don't know, um, with women when they get f- so say a woman has a breast implant and then they get fat where does that fat then store itself do you know um, what I mean because that fat yeah. would still go to their breasts yeah it- your fat um, stores yourself around your body in its subcutaneous tissue so underneath your skin is a layer of you know subcutaneous fat and generally your body distributes this and stores this evenly, but there's areas that it favours more than others. Yeah. Yes, you're genetically predisposed for those. Um, but it would just be around the implant itself um, okay. and then around your body as a natural distribution. You can't still breastfeed after you have an implant? Um, you can. Okay. You can, because um, essentially if you, you know, you maintain your, it's your ducts, so your mammary ducts. Right. And, it, and a lot of those are the times when you have implants put, they're still intact. Um, so a number of people. So you'll be good to breastfeed when yeah. the time comes. Yeah. Perfect. No well, it's, it's just sort of uh, details like that mm. where you sort of think, right, what do you do at that yeah. moment? Like, mm. what do you, that must be, mm. because that's what they're for. Mm. Well, I mean, there's other good uses for them as well. Yeah. But their, but their, their primary use is breastfeeding mm. and attracting a mate. Mm. So if that, if you do one with that, the, other the likelihood follow. is you'll need the other. Yeah. Someone's asked a strange question, but I'm mm. going to modify it. Brilliant. Um, Who's your favourite footballer? Have you... <laughs> yes. Have, have you seen, um, in, in your time just as a regular doctor, mm. have you seen people die? And, and if so, how did that affect you? Yeah. Um, the first person I had someone die, and I'll say die on me, um, was when I was in Ainey, I was an Ainey trainee, and I remember it well. Um, it was this guy, he had just come back from holiday with his wife, um, he was in his 50s, and he just had um, bleeding from the bottom area. Mm. So he thought it was hemorrhoids or piles. But something wasn't quite right, you know, we examined, couldn't feel any hemorrhoids or piles, his blood pressure was just going up and down, it just... It didn't really quite fit. And I remember, you know, speaking to my senior at the time saying, I've got this chap and he's got this bleeding for his bone, but he seems well he's smiling about it, but it's just not right. So he looked at his blood pressure was up and down. He said, you know what? You're right. Um, let's move him into recess. That's a more stable area. And we'll just have a look and see and we'll arrange a scan at that time. And I remember getting called to him saying he was complaining of then of abdominal pain. 
And within probably a minute of that, his face became white, you know, went cold white, started shaking. Um, I didn't know what was going on. I was quite junior back then. I called my senior, you know, they came in. We No one was really sure. You know, called the surgical team at that time, you know, down. You know, this guy's blood pressure was plummeting. Resus team were putting fluids, fluids for this chap. You know, no, and then his stomach's just expanding. It's just getting bigger and bigger. Um, and then it turned out, you know, that this guy had an aneurysm, um, which is a dilated vessel thing. And what had happened, it had ruptured. And so basically his body was feeding with with blood yeah. and essentially what the reason why his blood pressure was dipping the reason why he had the blood from the back passage wasn't typically like your hemorrhoids or your piles was because there was a fistula yeah. so there was blood coming in that side so it was a very atypical presentation but it was over so quickly and I remember just this guy who was laughing and joking back from on and all of a sudden he was dead and his wife was in and the his, room. Um, his wife was outside of the room um you know, and, and and we had to tell her. And I remember, I, I cried. Did, did you tell I, her? I, I, um, I came with my consultant because mm -hmm. I was quite a junior at that then. So, you know, again, you learn things. You watch people, how they break bad news. And, and you told her, and she was obviously distressed. And I remember coming back, trying to carry on as normal, but my hand was shaking. Like I was, I was trying to write notes. My hand was shaking. And my, and my senior came and said, look, come. You know, we sat down in the coffee room. And he said, look, go home. You know, um, and I said, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And he said, no, go home. We don't want you to make a mistake, you know. And he said, this is not your fault. This is what happens, mm -hmm. you know. And I remember getting home and I remember getting really upset about it. But then, you know, a new day comes and you have to then cut off and go on. Do you think that your senior did the right thing in it and the yeah. way they handled it? Frame, yeah, big time. Helped because, you a lot, yeah. Yeah, because um, I think one took the time to notice and talk. Because, you know, we're all we're human beings, you know. We're not machines at the end of the day and, and we're fragile. And when you're in that type of state, you know, if you're upset or you're stressed, you don't look at things in a way that you normally would. So you can imagine when you've got the responsibility of people's lives mm. and that happening to you, you don't want that then to carry over and cause then something else to happen. Detail yeah, detail miss. So really the right point of that is to then do. But what happens as a doctor is you get older and you get more senior, you recognise those things for yourself. And that's part of being a good doctor, to know how those things affect you, to step away, when to say no, and, and then you learn those um, through the process. That must be quite difficult because obviously in your 20s, you're also like just naturally quite an open person. Yeah. You're quite open to experiences. Yeah. Mentally, you're, yeah. very, you're more like a sponge. Yeah. And maybe maybe you almost have to start your doctorship at that point. Yeah. First of all, because study so long. Yeah. But secondly, because you know you absorb so much and mm. you go through those in order to get to the point where you yeah. can be that fifty-year-old guy. Yeah. Who's very trustable. Yeah. 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 Which is tricky. Mm. Yeah. Another question: Have you done any work on any YouTubers? Yeah. Yeah. We said we wouldn't talk about that. <laughs> no, we didn't. Okay. Um, <laughs> you don't have to name them or anything. I'm just, yeah. they've, they've, they've talked about it, so they've yeah. done YouTube bits. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to remember some names. But a lot of them tend to be beauty um, YouTubers, yeah. so they come in the clinic and they do it as a point in perspective. And the ones I tend to work with, not the ones that just want to do it for the sake of looking a certain way, but one they were already going to get anyway, mm. and they're using their platform to educate. Right. Because mm. I like that, because then through them... There's a vessel, what we talked about in education, that I'm mm -hmm. doing it down to generations. So, 
someone's asked, can you fix Lawrence? <laughs> just <coughs> in general, not we facially, <coughs> just <coughs> just in general. Yeah. He's beyond help. We've, yeah. uh, we've got that confirmed. Uh, Arsenal or Spurs, someone actually asked and they didn't even know who you supported. Arsenal, there's yeah. no choice. Are you, was it? The first time he's been passionate all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get really yeah, yeah, angry yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah. Like I do, I'm thank you. Um, <laughs> How, you've been an Arsenal fan all your life. You said he yeah. was right. Yeah. That's... Um, You've just met Ian right? actually recently, haven't you? I've, worked, I've known Ian right for a lot of years yeah. now, like almost six, seven years now. He's oh, really are, are you Wenger in or Wenger out? Just so was it. In a... Deep question. You're Deep in. answer yeah. going to be, yeah. The problem's not just with, with Wenger. The problem is with the board, the manager, everything around it at the moment, mm. you know, down to academy level. So you think just replacing Wenger won't solve no. everything? At no, all? it's like no. a nose job when <clears throat> yeah. the person's having a heart. Yeah, mm. it's like the system. You know, almost when we look at replacing a prime minister or a different thing now, and we think that something's going to change because mm-hmm. there's a new head of government or thing, and it's the same people that pull the strings at the top. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. just the Conservative yeah. Party. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've Good got... luck with the NHS, Theresa. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking moron. <laughs> you really and you, Gre- Jeremy Cunt. <laughs> uh, right. we... One final question that I like to ask Hunt. everyone Hunt. is, Hunt. how would you like to be remembered? A normal guy who made something of himself. Nice one, mate. Thanks very much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Cheers, buddy. Thanks very much. If you've enjoyed this video, don't forget to hit that like button. Stay subscribed to the True Jordy YouTube channel and you can check this fella out. What's your Twitter again, mate? Um, it's at Dr. Tijon Show. And you're going to be on our TV screens later yeah, this year? Yeah, back in June, July, um, Body Fixer Series 2 on E4. Right, make sure you check that out. And if you've enjoyed this video, hit that like button. Stay subscribed to the True Jordy YouTube channel. And we'll see you later.